an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song course our best smartphone deals your choice of plan learn how to get the new samsung galaxy s24 plus with galaxy ai on us with eligible trade-in at&t connecting changes everything offers vary by device subject to change s24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time terms and restrictions apply see att.com samsung for details infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Will we make it to the finish line? That's next. But right now, it's time to say, wake up. Wake up. There you go. Wake up, America. It's that time. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian O. I'm Andy Furman. And we are, both of us are, by the way, coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. Why? For a free rate quote. That's why. Here he is, my guy, my partner, my friend, the brains of the outfit, who happens to be the hardest working man in show business today, the one and only Brian No. Hello, B. How are you? I'm great, Andy Furman. You know, I like the the gentle intro today. That was nice. You know? It was... Well, uh yeah. It I... wasn't like... Uh, 
throwing Bombastic. a bucket of ice water on our audience, especially on the West Coast where it's just after 3 a.m. You know, I think that was a better approach, Andy. From I like that. I applaud you. I'm going to smack you from here to tomorrow. <laughs> I'd like to experiment from time to time and uh, you know, <laughs> see what's going on. By the way, how was your week, my friend? Good. No complaints. Good. Been busy. How about you? You know what? I, I had a little bit of a, a downer. You know, uh, the COVID-19 has hit the Furman home. Oh, my, no. Yeah, my wife tested positive. I think it was on Thursday or Friday morning it was. And, uh, you know, I, I went to Keeneland this week, as we talked about. And f- for me to enter Keeneland, I had to take a test. And I took a test, and I was negative. But when mm-hmm. I found out my wife was positive on Friday, I went back for a second test. So I won't find that out now till tomorrow. So, you know, she's wow. not in any pain. And ju- it's just... You know, you, you read about it, you hear about it, you're surrounded by it by the news day and night, 24-7, and I hate to bring my personal life into, you know, this, but I, I don't hide anything. I'm just letting people know, And uh, but she's resting comfortably with no pain, and uh, what are you going to do? I mean, that that's the way it is, and hopefully she'll take the, uh, she's taking Tylenol, drinking liquids, taking zinc and vitamin D, and wait the 10-day quarantine, we'll see what happens. Wow. Well, hey, I hope she'll be fine, Thank obviously. You. Hope you'll be okay, too. <laughs> Has it been one of these situations since you found out? Are you just constantly like uh, self-diagnosing? Oh, <laughs> you're like I, I think I've got a runny nose. Is it, is it COVID? You know like I- you're exactly right. And, and like uh, I got this little tickle in my throat. I said I got it. You know, I got. You know, uh-huh. it's the worst thing. You get a pain in your back. I got it. You know, it, right? It's, it's a terrible. And I'm sure I'm not alone with this. I'm sure everybody feels the same way. Just, wow. It's crazy. I start sneezing. I think I got it. And, uh, you know, and, and here's the thing. I try to give my wife a little bit of confidence. Say, look, you know, you see these fellas that are testing positive on Tuesday and they're playing football on Sunday. But, you know, if they test positive and they test again, they get a negative test. They're not showing any symptoms. They're just testing positive and it could be a false test. I asked her to go back yesterday for a second test because it could be a false positive. She did go back yesterday and hopefully we'll find out tomorrow. But you just you don't know. You just yeah. don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy time, man. That's for sure. And the second wave is around. Oh. It's flu season. It's a whole thing. But um, it, eventually, know, I, we'll get over this thing. We just hope we don't I lose. So. I don't. Hopefully, don't lose one more person in the process. Even oh, though that's not very likely. I just. Uh, I just hope we get over this thing. I think that when you're, it seems like you're in the middle of it. It's always going to be this way. It isn't. It's not always going to be this way. I don't know when we're going to get over it, but we will eventually. You know, it's like a game of dominoes, and I hate to continue on the conversation, but just to let you know, like, so my wife tested positive, so I had to call all our neighbor friends to let them know that my wife may have been in contact with them just saying hello. So, you know, they're all getting tests now. It's crazy. It goes on and on and on. It's just a never-ending process. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that, though. I hope everything will be all right this next week. Man, you're going to be on pins and needles until you're in the clear, you know? I know. Well, I'm not leaving the house. I don't leave the house anyway. However, if you think we got problems, you know who's got problems? Jim Harbaugh. He's got some major problems. I mean, they're talking about him like just stepping up away right now from the program. You know, and I, I tell you what bothered me more than anything else. You know, I don't really have a lot of skin in the game. I write him letters. He writes me back. But, you know, I'm not buddy buddies with the guy. It hurt me more than anything else to turn on a game Saturday night and see such a horrible game. You know, Saturday night should be somewhat of a featured game. 49-11, it was disgusting. I mean, Wisconsin was just rolling over these guys. And for Jim Harbaugh to call a running play from the quarterback when you're down like three touchdowns, shame on you. Shame on you. Really. Well, it was another ugly performance. There's no doubt. And this year... Good Lord. Think about Jim Harbaugh and also James Franklin from Penn State, oh. where they're 0-4. And 
let's not forget Penn State was a top 10 ranked team and they're over so far. I think that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan's stinkiness is preventing James Franklin and Penn State from getting called out even more, right? We're just focused more so on Jim Harbaugh. But man, to get dominated that way, it's one thing to lose. It's another thing to just get decimated by Wisconsin. And, And that's what it was. It was just a pulverization from the Badgers against Michigan on the heels of other ugly games. Andy, as you well know, Michigan being 20-point favorites against Michigan State and losing. Michigan losing to Indiana for the first time since 1987. They had won 24 straight games. It just goes on and on and on. And last night was just another chapter in the book of stank, which is the 2020 Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, to some extent, you know, those people in the maize and blue, they're going crazy today. And I'm saying, you know what? Maybe it's not such a bad thing. Maybe it's not such a bad thing to have, like, the powers of that conference have a bit of an off year. The Penn States and the Michigans and even Michigan State. You know, Indiana's 4-0 in that conference. I don't know what that means. They're not going to be in the conversation, obviously, for the Final Four. But it's a good thing that maybe it's due to the changing of the guard in that conference. Well, it shakes things up a little bit. Ohio State is still reigning over it. You know, you get a little bit of Michigan is down and Penn State is down, and that's typically not the case. So, yeah, it's it's interesting, but it's just a strange year, man. You know, and I still go back to the quarterback position. When you watch Joe Milton, you know the Browns uniform that is hanging there and uh, it's got all the names of the failed quarterbacks and it's just this laundry list of names. I start thinking about that with Michigan quarterbacks under Harbaugh. Who's been any good? Right. Right? I keep on going back, Andy, and we've talked about this. Look at Clemson where you go from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence and with Trevor Lawrence contracting COVID, got a couple of starts from DJ Uyunglele. Who looked great. Yeah. He's, he's a five star guy. He's a he's legit a guy. He'd be starting all over the country if right. he wasn't backing up Trevor Lawrence. And it's like Michigan has dudes that aren't even remotely close to those type of guys. Well, you know, I, I was shocked because normally Wisconsin is a grinded out running team and they were just picking pockets out of Michigan in the secondary yesterday. It was amazing. It really was. And you got to say one thing. These are his recruits. These are Harbaugh's recruits. He sure. can't point the finger at anybody else right now. And I got to believe that certainly he's a favorite son. I don't think they'll fire him, but I think if, in fact, he's gone, they'll let him walk away on his own. He'll say he resigned. Yeah, he right. That's the best way to put it is <laughs> it's almost like being in a bad relationship And if your girl is like, you know, um, should we break up? You're like, yeah, yeah, I think we should actually. You know what I mean? That's where Michigan is at. If Jim Harbaugh was like, I think I think I might go to the NFL. I don't see Michigan fighting like, but Jim, stay, please. We'd like to pay you just short of $8 million a year for these horrible results. That's the other thing, Andy. If you're the AD, if you're the powers that be at Michigan, and they're losing game after game. One of the first thoughts I'm thinking is how much we're paying Jim while right. he's losing games and how much less other universities are paying their head coach who's beating Jim Harbaugh. You know, Paul Christ last night, right. he makes a little bit more than like half of what Jim Harbaugh makes. And they're winning 49-11. to 11. Think about that. What and would be going step. through your mind if you're paying double right. for a beatdown? And there's another step there to that. 
how much money we're losing by not having fans in the stands in the big house. Well, yeah, but that's everywhere, right? Yes, but that it compounds it when you're talking right. about a, a guy that's making the salary salary that Jim Harbaugh is making. Sure, it, it's amazing. It really is amazing. You know, and I, I mentioned this coming into the show, like will we make it to the finish line. And look at these games that they were Ganyas, the Alabama Crimson Tide, LSU Tigers. They didn't they didn't play Texas A and M, Tennessee postponed. I mean, and, and to me, I, I get it. You know, the COVID situation, the positive situation, the protocols. What's going to happen now with the Final Four? How do you judge a Heisman winner if the guy's not going to play? There are so many questions. I know the Heisman Trophy now has been moved to January, but I don't know if that changes anything if there are games that are not being played or not being made up. Ohio State, Maryland, they didn't play yesterday. So what happens now? Is there a new front runner for the Heisman? Trevor Lawrence basically is going to be finished, I guess, for the Heisman because he's not going to play. Yeah, he's missed a couple of games, and that could be a, a huge deal for the end. It's... A season unlike any other. You know, it's a completely unique season. It's crazy. And you have to wonder how much crazier it's going to get. Right. When you saw, what, six ranked teams not play their games this weekend? I love this, too. You've got Cal and UCLA this morning. They're like, you know, our games got canceled otherwise, so... You want to play? <laughs> like You want to just tee it up and play a game? Yeah, sure. I love that. I love that they're going to be playing this morning. But, yeah, it's a strange season. And that's the other thing, Andy, is Bob Bowlesby, the Pac-12 commissioner, he came out this week and said they're talking about maybe pushing back the college football playoff, which would make some sense if need be. Right. right. But you then have to wonder, well, how many games are they going to be able to get in before the college football playoff to judge who's the final four, to judge who's the Heisman winner, it's going to be more challenging than any other year. You know what? I, I asked you this question last week. It was not a problem whatsoever. As he said, I'm concerned giving the final four. I, I have no clue what they're going to do this week. Now, Notre Dame could possibly move up to two, maybe even one. But is They're already two. two. I mean, they could move, stay in two, but they could move to one. But would a team be penalized who was number one because they didn't play? I mean, how do they judge this? It now? happens, right? It happens yeah. all the time where a team that has a bye week or plays a lesser opponent gets leapfrogged. That's yeah. not going to happen with Notre Dame. They're not going to jump Alabama. They might They'll get more first two. place votes than they had the last poll, but they're not going to jump Bama. So it's Alabama one, Notre Dame two. All right. Yep. Uh, yeah. Is Clemson still there? I mean, I I don't know what you what you do. I really don't. Yeah, it, because I, the only way you could do it is if you leapfrog them with Florida, Florida's right? Who's right there? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that happens either. And look, man, it really doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what the playoff committee, what their poll is the AP poll. We're just doing this for fun. It's like a Tuesday right. date that doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> That's the AP <laughs> poll, but. No, I don't think that you're going to get any shifting with the top four teams. I think that's going to stay as is. All right. I mean, Notre Dame looks strong yesterday. I make you feel good about that, 45-31. Although a little scare early on, but I think that you know you play to your competition. And I think that they didn't really respect Boston College, I guess, early on, but then they then they turned the Jets on at the end of the first half, and it was all over. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with they didn't respect him, but it, they it cranked it up. They cranked it up big time. They, they cranked it. I mean, look, man, it's hard to – It's hard to play good football every single week. And if you come off of an emotional high, you see it all the time in college football where it might not be, you know, pinpoint focus to begin a game, that type of thing. So I think it was more that. But uh, there were a couple of sloppy turnovers early for Notre Dame. Then they cranked up the Jets, right? They turned on the Jets. Uh, 
tough offensive line. They're just running the ball at will. The defense got a little bit better. So, yeah, pretty good win. I thought that they beat Boston College better than just two touchdowns would indicate. But uh, in any event, a win is a win. Yeah, Irish stay right there. They'll be two uh, at least in this week's poll. I think they might have a couple more first place votes than they did. They only had two last week. I think they're going to have a couple of more this week, but they're going to stay in two. They'll be in that spot. That sounds great. I mean, it, it was a good college football Saturday, but it would have been a lot better if everybody played. You know, it's oh, always a gosh. good Saturday, but sure. still, I mean, missed some good games. We really did. We'll continue. I mean, we got a pretty good deal today. We really do. We got Bronx Talk Radio with the amazing Chris P. That's in this hour. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting, and the race is getting real tight with the amazing Vin A. Nose Pigs with Brian No. And hour number three, you can get to us anytime, any day, 24 7 on Twitter at the No Show, N O E Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or better yet, 877 99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And please, please, don't blame it all on the GOAT. That's next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. 
That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. It was ugly! We'll get to that in just about a minute, about 20 past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman, and away we go. And let's get into the games right now. Little ball, little ball, big. Here we go. And when I say it was ugly, I tell you what, that game last week with Tampa Bay, Tampa oh. Bay and the Saints, which I thought would be a pretty good game. I tell you what, Tampa Bay couldn't have played much worse than they did in that 38-3 loss to New Orleans. And it was unbelievable. Uh, they set an NFL record with just five running plays all game. The GOAT, Tom Brady, had three INTs. They broke the previous record of six running plays. That was accomplished. I looked it up by three teams. I don't remember which ones, but it was three teams. Tampa Bay finished that game with just eight yards rushing. It was unbelievable. But you know what? Don't blame it all on the GOAT, as I say, because the defense stunk it up too. Yeah, it was a... Horrible performance for Tampa last week. That was bad. Real bad. But I feel bad for Carolina because I think they're going to get the uh, the bad end of the stick here because Tampa, I think, will be a lot more locked in. I, I like what Tom Brady said after the loss. He said that he's had a saying for years where you either win or you learn, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so, yeah, there was a lot of learning that went on with Tampa and I think facing a Carolina team that has lost, what, four straight games here, no Christian McCaffrey, right. I, I think it's going to be a, a tough go of it for Carolina today. I look for Tampa to bounce back. And it's weird, man, how week to week, if Tampa wins today, their record's 7-3. and three, And they're right there in the thick of things in the NFC. So one win, and I think it would change some of the perception. They're just, whatever reason, when Tampa loses, man, the I know, Wolves right? come out just like, Brady stinks, he's washed this team. And it's like, holy cow. You don't see the same venom when the Packers lost 38-10. to 10, right? Not to the same right? degree with Brady and Tampa. It's just a different deal. I read reports this week after that loss that Brady needs Belichick. I mean, really, I mean, when Tampa Bay loses and Tom Brady loses, the world comes to an end. And you hit it on the head. They went today to 7-3. and But again, I will tell you that it is very much of an unpredictable team from week to week. It really is. I mean, they started to gel. They looked a little better rolling on. They rolled off something, what, three three wins in a row, uh, three out of the list, uh, six they won, three out of five. And then all of a sudden they fall on their face. But the way they lost, that was the thing. And it was a big, big game for them and a big game to lose. But you got to move on. That's it. Yeah, they had. If you go back a little bit further, too, they had won six of seven. And the only loss was that weird game against the Bears. But winning six out of seven, I mean, just compare the things that were said about Brady and Tampa during the wins and what what was said after one loss. Like, it's just polar opposites. Where think about where Brady forgot what down it was against Chicago oh. Oh. and the venom that was going on then, and then the then Tampa crushes Green Bay, win a couple of games, and it's like, man, Brady, look at the numbers and look at the stats. Oh, yeah. and he look can at play the, the fifty touchdown. now, yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, and yeah. now it swings the other way. It's just dramatic swings with how that team and that player, Tom Brady, how they're talked about this year. It's crazy. Like oftentimes you hear this, Andy. The truth is somewhere in the middle. I think yeah. that's the case with Tom Brady and Tampa this year. It's not on one extreme or the other, even though they're talked about 
in those extremes. That's the way it's going this year. I'll go one step further. We talked about the story I read early on in the week about Belichick, uh, Brady, and Brady needs him. Now they're blaming the loss last week on Antonio Brown. A bad egg in the mix. That's what they're saying. I mean, come on. I think he was targeted like five times and he had three receptions last week. They're blaming the loss now on Antonio Brown because he's going to shake up the locker room. Are you kidding? I mean, today, Antonio Brown probably had three touchdowns and they'll say they're going to the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, even if he has one touchdown and puts up good stats, it's going to be like, man, this Tampa team, now AB's in the mix, and you still have Evans and Godwin, and they got a lot to work with. Yeah, right. it's going to completely right. swing the other way. I would say this, though, Andy. I was thinking about it during the week. Antonio Brown could act like a saint this year and still cause drama. And I think it's already happened Because think of Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, he didn't want Antonio Brown on the team. Right. But Tom Brady pushed for him. Management decided to do it. And now he's in this place. Think how you would feel. Put yourself in the same situation. Where imagine, let's just talk in radio terms. Okay? Imagine there's this great sports radio host. You. But he's had some... You've worked with him before, and you don't think that highly of him, right? Kind of like the Arians AB thing. You don't think that highly of him. And there's some strong accusations about him doing something improperly. Right. And management goes to you, and, and they get your opinion, and they decide to hire this guy anyway. And now all of a sudden, people are sticking a microphone in front of your face, Andy Furman, saying, why is this guy on your team? You're a guy who is uh, this great dude and has the the back of women, and now you go and you hire this guy. What are you doing? Like, how would you feel about that if you can't say to the public, I didn't want this guy. Right. I didn't. Wa- it wasn't my decision. He can't say any of those things. And if you were being called out and criticized for a decision you didn't want to make yourself, that's, that causes drama right there. So... A.B.'s past, even if he's great with Tampa this year and does everything properly, his past has already caused some drama. Right. And I'll tell you whose past has caused a lot of drama is our guy. And he's on the phone right now. And let's go to him in Brooklyn, New York. Marcel, you're on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Marcel. How are you? Hey, good morning, Andy, Brian, and two Bryans. (laughs) Hey, uh... Glad to be here on this Sunday in the week 10 of the NFL. And by the way, Mr. Brian, there is no L in your name. N-O-E spells no. There you go. You got it, Marcel. What's going on, man? So what's on your mind? What is is on the mind of Marcel this morning? (laughs) Well, the rivalry of two states, New York and Pennsylvania, that is, Andy, the big blue of the Giants of the city that never sleeps, <laughs> taking on the Eagles, fly, never. Eagles, fly, in the city of brotherly love. Game time starts at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Fox. The series history says Giants will look to reserve recent history after eight losing streak games to the Eagles and 20 of the past 25 meetings. The streak be around a little bit. Yeah? Go ahead. <laughs> It's okay. Go ahead. (laughs) The streak includes with a 22-21 loss just three weeks ago in a game where the Giants led 21-10 with 6-17 left in the fourth. The Giants trailed the all-time. What? 
The Giants trailed the all-time series in the regular season, 86-83-2. They are tied 2-2 in the postseason meetings. Yep. You're all over this game, Marcel. Good Lord. Like, I, th- I just I picture you. You're a good fan. I'll tell you that much. The Giants are 2-7, and seven, and you're previewing this game like they're 9-0, and oh, like they're the Steelers or something. Better him I love than this us. about you. Better him do it than us, though, really. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. The yeah. Giants swept the season series against Washington with a 23-20 victory in the 10th week. Well, meanwhile, the Eagles set Isle the last week after back-to-back victories over the Cowboys and ours. Give me a salami submarine. The Salami Samarine. And also the Seahawks will play today, too. There you go. There's a game that's uh, that's worth talking about there, Marcel. Yeah, that's a good matchup. I understand. And Andy. Yes, sir. Thanks. Thanks, Andy, for following me on Twitter. How about you, Mr. At The Knoll Show on Twitter? Do you follow me yet? No. You know, I need at least <laughs> at least five straight weeks of you not screwing up my name, Marcel. <laughs> okay? That's the entrance requirement. That's all I'm saying. All right. The Knoll Show. At The Knoll Show. Did follow you. me now, and I hope everyone enjoy the 10th week of the NFL games, including the Giants and Seahawks, will taking place today. There you go. Stay safe, I'll my see you friend. Next week. Have, Stay have safe. a great week. Thank you, All my right. friend. That's Marcel, there we go. There you go. You're back. You know, I'm Andy Furman. Together we are Fox Football Sunday. And, by the way, this is a look in the future. And you'll see it next. But first... To Brian Fenley, he's Daddy. back with the latest. Daddy. Hey, Andy, you are in my doghouse, and I'll get to that in just a minute. But hey, what? Andy, yeah, yeah, Brian is not. Brian, he knew when my birthday was, but my own father, oh. Andy Furman, wished oh. me happy birthday two days afterwards. Right. And you gave birth to me, so it makes no sense. No, I didn't. Your mother did, but that's okay. Right. Uh, actually, I have the scans. But wow. anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that note, uh, ESPN is reporting the NFL vowing to punish the Saints for players failing to wear masks in the locker room after beating the Bucks last Sunday night. The league has not specified the discipline, but it's looking like a heavy fine and a loss of a draft pick. NFL Network reporting Ravens running back Mark Ingram is trending towards returning today after a high ankle sprain, and Cardinals ball carrier Kenyon Drake is a go as well following that same injury. In college football, 13th-ranked Wisconsin butchers up Michigan 49-11. Wolverines quarterback Joe Milton did not complete a pass to one of his guys until after the Badgers went up 28 to nothing. Milton was first intercepted on his first two throws. So that's how he opened up the game. Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh grumbling afterwards, quote, not in a good place with the execution, not in a good place with adjusting and what we were doing schematically, not in a good place as a football team right now, and that falls on me. Close quote. Number two, Notre Dame pacifies Boston College 45-31. Ian Book, four scores. Sixth-ranked Florida punctures Arkansas 63-35. Kyle Trask, six touchdowns. Number 11, Oregon messes around and still beats Washington State 43-29. Number 10, Indiana lock-jawing Michigan State 24-0. The Spartans, five turnovers. And Dustin Johnson lounges atop the leaderboard at the Masters by four strokes at 16 under. He will tee off later today at 9 
8.30 a.m. Eastern. Back to Andy Furman, a man who doesn't remember his son's birthday, and Brian know who correctly does. Thank you. We'll see you in an hour. All right. Thank you. Good to have you back. By the way, they could win in three ways. We'll explain that in just about a minute. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. And welcome. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easy. And of course, Bronx Talk Radio with the amazing Chris P in less than 10 minutes. But right now, we've got the look of the future, and that's the quarterbacks of the Chargers and your mm. Dolphins. This is going to yeah. be a game. The battle of the future stars, Justin Herbert against Tua. And it's going to be a good one. It really is. I love it. These guys are going to be linked throughout their entire careers, right? We're just going to compare and contrast who's putting up better individual numbers, who's winning more games. Like They're just going to be linked. The Dolphins could have drafted Herbert. They decided to draft Tua. So they'll be on the same football field today. And it makes a 2-6 versus 5-3 matchup a lot sexier. With that angle, that storyline. So I'm looking forward to this game, Andy Furman. And you know, Tua went score for score with Kyler Murray last week at uh, Arizona. Came out on top. He went 20 for 28, 248 yards, two touchdowns, no INTs. And if the Dolphins should win today, and I think they will. I think they will win today. uh, Five of the next six games, this is good news for you, are against sub-500 teams. That could lead to a playoff berth for your Dolphins. Yeah, very well could. And I think what's interesting is the heat that each quarterback puts on the other quarterback, if you right. will. Like, Think about the individual numbers that Herbert is throwing for, and there's no doubt that had something to do with the criticism of Tua after his first start against the Rams when he didn't even throw for 100 yards, right? If Herbert's throwing typically for three touchdowns and over 300 yards on average, right? All of a sudden, we look at Tua even closer like, dude, what's up with that game? Like, right? But I think the winning that Tua and the Dolphins are doing, that's putting some heat on Herbert, who's one in six as a starter. So it's kind of interesting how they're putting heat on each other. I really think that's the case. But man, when the Chargers keep losing these one possession games, they've lost. 15 one-possession games over their last 24, right? Dating back to the beginning of last season, they've lost 15 one-score games. They're like the Falcons. They are. Yeah, right. They just invent ways to lose games. They lose in the most heartbreaking fashion. And it's weird because they're getting good quarterback play. Typically, when you get good QB play, it doesn't go down like that. But that isn't true with the Chargers. Right. Let's go back again, back in time if I can. And I'm saying maybe if it wasn't for that punctured lung by Tyrod Taylor, you know, maybe Herbert wouldn't see the light of day. Yeah. Think about that. I, I mean, no it. one's even mentioning that. It's crazy when you think about it. It is. He, who knows where it is this year. He might have been on a similar, I don't know, uh, playing. I don't know how you would say it. Like he might only have as much experience as Tua. This year, if not for the punctured lung, this this might be his third start in the league with Justin Herbert, but his timeline got moved up. It's possible. Anthony Lynn said this where the Chargers plan was to approach it like Patrick Mahomes rookie season. Anthony Lynn wanted to start Tyrod Taylor throughout the entire year and basically let Herbert redshirt this year. 
And that that's not the way it went down. So his timeline was moved up and man, he's looked really, really good so far. He has absolutely looked the part thus far with Justin Herbert, even though that wasn't the plan whatsoever with the Chargers. Right. And the funny thing is that those people who are going to broadcast this game, and I believe it's on CBS, they'll talk about, as we're talking about, the quarterback angle and the two quarterbacks right now. But the key to this game, i got to believe, is the defensive aspect of the game. The Chargers have given up, in their last five games, 159 points. And the Chargers, in my mind, their defense is not as strong as the Dolphins, and that's why the Finns are going to win today. Well, I hope you're right about that. And there's no doubt the Chargers' defense isn't as good as the Dolphins'. You think about that game where they had a 24-3 to lead against Denver. Oh. Drew Locke not exactly carving up the NFL. <laughs> and they're up by, uh, they're up comfortably against the, uh, the Broncos and just give that game away. They, you got to look twice at your defense there. But let me get to this, Andy. What do you think about, there are a couple of games here involving good quarterback matchups. So we were talking about Tua and Herbert, right? Right. How right. about Kyler Murray and Josh Allen? When you've got the Cardinals and the Bills today, here's the only question I want to ask you. Yeah. Which tandem do you think will be more successful throughout their career? Going on a career? Yeah. Uh, would you take Tua and Herbert or would you take Kyler and Josh Allen? Who do you think will be more successful? I think Kyler and Josh Allen, although they have better compliments around them, but I still would take Kyler and Josh Allen. I tell you what, the Bills, as, as Josh Allen goes, so go the Bills when you think about it. I mean, he's their guy, but they have some good receivers right now, and that helps. So I still would go with – and Kyler could do so much. I mean, yeah. he could beat you with his feet as well as his arms. So Kyler's the guy. Kyler puts me over the top with the Kyler-Josh Allen tandem. You might be right. That might be the better way to to go. I'm going to go the other way. Herbert has looked fantastic thus far. And I look at Tua. Tua is a playmaker as well. You got a taste of it last week. I just, the Josh Allen experience, he's absolutely taken a step forward this year. But the inconsistency with his accuracy, I just don't love it. I don't love that. And I also think when you get Tua... Some better weapons. Like, Devontae Parker is a good receiver, but he's not like Keenan Allen with the Chargers. He's not Stephon Diggs. You know what I mean? Like, he's not DeAndre Hopkins for sure. So if you get Tua some better weapons as well, I think that's going to make a difference. I would actually go Herbert Tua. I think they're going to be more successful as a tandem. Well, you know, in the back of my mind, why I kind of backed off on the Tua situation is if how fragile he may be. I mean, we've seen him in two games, and I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to see how long he can go. I want to see how long his career could be. I mean, who knows? One shot, he could be gone. And I hope. And, that, and you could be. You, that could be said for anybody, really. But he came into the league with a lot of question marks with that yeah. ankle injury. It's fair, right? Like I think the hip injury. I think that's been grossly blown out of proportion where he's not Bo Jackson, you know? Right. You saw him move around just fine against Arizona last week. So he's he's put back together again, you know? Modern medicine, thank God for it, right? (laughs) It's not 1960 where a torn ACL meant your career. Like, he's okay. But yes, the accumulation of all the injuries, the ankle injuries and the hip and the this and that, there have been a lot with Tua, so... Yeah, I think durability is a legitimate question mark with him. That's not unfair. We'll see how it plays out. But I think that Herbert and Tua, they could be a more successful tandem than Kyler and Josh Allen. We just don't we don't have a whole lot of data on the, the younger guns 
And I think there's a tendency to go with what you've seen more of instead of what can be. I just think that the ceiling is just as high, if not higher, higher with Herbert and Tua. Time will tell. We'll see. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And, of course, they don't win. But at least they're in the forefront of gender equity. We'll tell you all about it. Where? In Bronx Talk Radio, which is freaking next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Bronx Talk Radio right around the corner. It's about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the Bronx. Guys, guys, guys. It's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. 
We like to call Bronx Talk Radio, hosted by the great Chris P. Well, hey, I've been watching the freaking Masters over here. It's a little different this year. I don't know what's wrong with it, huh? It's pretty. It no, looks it's nice. not pretty. Yes, it's November. It is. Nothing's freaking pretty in November. Everything's freaking gray around here. Look at you, you downer. Debbie. So yeah. what's different in your mind over there, well, huh? Well, for one, you need to stop yelling my ear. For two, it's because there's no <laughs> What do you mean I need to stop yelling? I ain't yelling. You're freaking yelling. I'm just talking. You're freaking yelling. Now, if I can't, it's missing the people who follow around Dustin Johnson. Like, listen, I, it's not the Masters if I can't follow around Dustin Johnson and just yell abuse at him. It's just not. That's why he's running away with a freaking thing over here. He's got a competitive advantage. No way. You yell abuse on the TV like he's going to hear you? What are you, nuts? No, no. Like, the guy's following around the guy. He's like, get in the freaking hole over there. Or mashed potatoes over here. Huh? No one's yelling that crap anymore. We don't want to hear that's not golf. You're taking credit away because he's not getting heckled? Yes. Look at you. You can't can't prove me. Guy from the Bronx. You can't prove me wrong. That is not important. That, you know, it's like like defenses in the NFL. There ain't no freaking crowds there helping him out. So what what do you got to do? Just like there's no freaking crowd heckling you at Augusta. How good really are you? Okay, so I could turn it around and say, but there's no one rooting on Tiger. That's why he's not doing well. Right? Yeah, Turn it around. He's, he's not good. Oh, oh, listen to you, just old men over here, just all ah, tiger, ah, whatever. Uh, okay, okay. You sound like you didn't get enough sleep last night. Uh-huh. I did not. Uh-huh. Sound a little rough around the edges. I freaking today. did not. All right. Uh-huh. Well, you know what kept me up is what? all these rumors that might actually bring some hope to the New York freaking Knicks over here in our freaking backyard. Listen, ru- rumors that have been fl- firing around all over the place here. Russell Westbrook, he put the Knicks on a short list of teams that he would be willing to be traded to, and maybe the Knicks might make a move on that. What do you guys think? No, please no. He's one guy who can't carry a team by himself, and he shoots too much. Stay away. They could lose without him. No, please. I don't understand it. I really don't. For Westbrook, is it that bad in Houston? That bad? Where you want to go join the Knicks? You kidding me? Get this the, is the get ultimate. The, hell away from Chris Paul. the grass seems greener on the other side, but it ain't. It ain't greener over there in New York. Just stay put with Houston. It's better than going to the Knicks. Good we lord. We don't want him. We don't want him in New York. No. Listen to you guys. No. You, you can't get anyone else to come to New York. Why not? They're going to get Aldapo from the Pacers. He's going to the Knicks. Listen to you. I don't even yeah, know who you that don't is. sound like you want Westbrook. You want Westbrook over there, Chris? Huh? You want him? I don't want I Westbrook. I want some freaking no. names over here. I got to sell these T-shirts somehow. He shoots too much. He doesn't pass. Come on, no. You I don't shoot want too much. That's well, what we got it, Brian Fenley. But I mean, what's it say about freaking James Harden? This would be like the second time they can't get along on a team. Totally right. agree with you, right. Finney. Totally. You agree. What's the common denominator over here? It's Westbrook. the bid. It's the bid. All right. He didn't get along with Chris Paul. Beard's we thought it was ugly. Chris Paul. He's a little rough around it the edge. Turns out. James Harden, he's not easy to get along with. That's the truth here. Well, let's talk about more things that are kind of hard to get along with. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the crime section. My papers here. You as have we to go get down, along with. As we go down to Miami, let me do this. Right. And uh, crazier than usual. So Phil Collins, yes, that Phil Collins in the freaking air tonight. Phil Collins, uh-huh. he cannot return to his Miami multi-million dollar mansion here because his wife a few weeks ago 
took it over with armed freaking guards. What? She is now living in his mansion with armed guards, and now she's going before the judge, as references out before the judge, and says she can't leave that, that mansion now because of an undisclosed, debilitating spinal disease. Wow. Get it out of there. crazy. It's Burn crazy it how some relationships yeah. ebb and flow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Burn at it one down. point it was, I love you, dear. And the next thing, she's taking over his pad with armed guards. It's I crazy how it. that evolves. And, now and he's probably saying, paying for it. He's paying for the guards, I bet. Well, let me tell you, that I can I can tell you that I am hearing that calling in the air tonight. That's really? what you're hearing, huh? huh? I'm not That's- hearing much. I have tinnitus. Yeah, what's up with that, man? You okay over there, Chris? I, I'm playing a little hurt. I'm not going to lie. Well, you're hearing those little bells in your ears. Yeah, it's from, from yelling too much and what, you guys yelling at me too much. That's what happened. We're just too. talking over here. We're not yelling. occupational freaking hazard here. It could in be the allergies. It could be allergies. Might be allergies. Might be an yeah. infection. Who knows? You right. know, I'll go over and check about the guanus water I've been drinking. Anyway, <laughs> last story we got here for you. We've got fraud in jazz. We got to listen to this. So this is coming on up from New Orleans. Jazz musician Irvin Mayfield, he plays the trumpet. He has pled guilty to conspiracy charges. He funneled over a million dollars from his position near with the New Orleans Library Board. Over a million dollars funneled from the libraries to his own jazz orchestra. The only jazz in New Orleans is the basketball team. They're not even and they there. Went they're to Utah. Salt Lake City. And they yeah. moved to Utah. What are you doing so over there? No, so, so don't be trying to take over their name. That's bad. It's jazz. It's a whole freaking category of music. They can't be taking it over a basketball team. Just what kind name. of uncultured schmuck are you, Andy? It's, it's a slap in the face to Pete Maravich. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a it whole separate thing what over here. What are you here. even talking about? Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I don't want to hear about the music with the jazz. You're crazy over here. Do. What's wrong with you? It's just one isolated incident over here. Don't take it out on a basketball team or the uh. jazz Genre altogether over here. You pipe down over there, Andy. All right. Are, okay. Are, this is crazy, reacting though. here. This is me reacting with my jazz hands. You get that? Jazz, huh? Huh? You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 They go as he goes. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But first, wake up, everybody. It's I'm going to start time. to whack off right now. It's Fox Football Sunday. It's that time for you, me, Brian No and the gang to relate. So I gotta up, stop. please. And he is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Without further ado, my partner and friend, the one and only, Mr. Brian No. Hello, B. How are you? You're nuts. I'm good, Jeez. man. I'm good as always here, Andy Furman, especially on an NFL Sunday. Yes. All sorts of fired up. You know, I got to be honest. It's not the sexiest slate of games, but the drama. We always get the drama. Think about last Monday where that wasn't a sexy matchup between the Patriots and Jets. It was a really good game. It wasn't a bad Very game. good yeah. game. Came yeah, so we end. might have a few of those here today where it's not the sexiest matchup, but man, it turns into a sexy game. I tell you what, this is one of the better games of the day. The Bills cards, all right? And there's a couple of stories involved with that game. The Bills are 7-2, and two, Cardinals 5-3, and three, and the Bills... 
Obviously, they came back to life thanks to the defense or lack thereof of the Seattle Seahawks last week, 44-34. Buffalo's first game with 40 or more points since 2018. Josh Allen got his second 400-yard passing game of his career. And guess what? On defense, Bills, five sacks, 11 quarterback hits, four forced turnovers, against the top-scoring team in the NFL. So really and truly, maybe Buffalo's getting it together. And as far as the cards are concerned, Kyler Murray, always a pleasure to watch him against Miami last week. As we mentioned, 283 yards passing, three TDs, and 160 yards rushing and a touchdown. So really and truly, this is a pretty decent game to watch. And I got to believe that uh, watching Kyler Murray is, is an enjoyable aspect of watching pro football. Oh, there's no doubt. The guy is a playmaker. He's special. If you go back to last week, so Cliff Kingsbury, he didn't opt to go for it on fourth and one, Mm -hmm. and he settled for a 49-yard field goal attempt, which for some strange reason was short. That never happens in the NFL from 49 yards. Zane Gonzalez, you could see him. They zoomed in on him, and he was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> like I, right. I don't know if he hit too much of the turf. He just got under the football. I don't know. But I bring this up, Andy, because like it's so in fashion to just go for it on fourth down. Like It's this analytics-driven craze. Just go for it. Go for it. The analytics show. Just go for it. Just... Is there ever a time where the analytics these days show don't go for it on fourth and short? I'm honestly asking you. Because it just seems like, oh, go for it. Eh, you're at your own 15-yard line. Screw it. Go for well, it. That's know? ridiculous. I mean, I, I think that if, if you're on your 30 or below, 30 or back, you don't go for it. And obviously, the scoreboard has a lot to say. And the clock. So, I mean, there are some factors involved. It's not an automatic that fourth and one, no matter where you are, no matter what time of the game it is, no matter the score, go for it. You don't. You just yeah. don't. No, I'm with you. But uh, it swings the other way a lot of times. And I just think that... Look, there's another side to it where if you're going to point the finger at a coach for not going for it, I get it. But let's not act like it doesn't swing the other way sometimes in a negative fashion if you do choose to go for it. You know what I mean? Right. It's just one of those deals where think about the the um, the Vikings. Great example. Vikings against the Seahawks. Don't kick a field goal to go up by eight points. Instead, they go for it on fourth and one. They get stuffed. And then you've got Russell Wilson going onto the field down by five points instead of eight. Right. And he goes right down the field. They score the winning touchdown. And that's, look, think about the Vikings if they're four and four today instead of three and five. They've got a much better shot to make the playoffs. So I'm just saying that. With all this analytics craze, you saw it a little bit last week where Cliff Kingsbury goes for the field goal instead of going for it on fourth and one. And man, oh, what's he doing? He's got no spine. Go for it. The analytics. And it's like, look at the Vikings game against the Seahawks. That's one of the examples where it can, not always, but it can blow up in your face if you go for it on fourth and short. You're exactly right. And it's kind of an underlying story with the cards. I'm glad you mentioned Kingsbury because DeAndre Hawkins, their receiver, he posted last week only three catches, but... He drew four pass interference penalties in that game. And receivers, as you know, do not get personal credit for yardage gain from the spot foul. But the offense moved by virtue uh, virtue of his uh, talent. But still in all, I'm saying this isn't a bad situation. You know, he says, and I'm quoting him now, I do think the rules should change. A receiver should get counted those yards, which mm-hmm. it certainly helps stats 
for receivers. And I reckon this to something in baseball, which I've always fought for, and no one would ever listen to me. And here's my point. Say a batter in baseball goes three for three, three home runs, or maybe you know, just three for three, and they play a shortened game because of rain. That game gets washed off the boards and all the stats go like they never happened. But still in all, I think those stats should remain. I really do. I know the game will be played from the get-go from the beginning, but the stats from those games should be kept as a personal stat for those players. Guy goes three for three, forget it. Doesn't count at all. Yeah, like, look, man, your baseball thing is one thing. I understand where you're coming from, but as far as this DeAndre Hopkins situation... I think that receivers should get those yards if they draw pass interference penalties. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I don't at all. Tell me why, though. Because you've got to catch the ball to get the individual yards. Like, let's let it swing the other way. What if it's offensive pass interference? Are you subtracting yards from the wide receiver? How is that going to sound like? DeAndre Hopkins has three catches so far for well, negative like seven yards. Pass. Like, what is I mean, No, you've got to catch. I understand his point. Like, you are influencing yardage being gained, but you shouldn't get the individual stats for that. You actually have to catch the ball to get credit for a catch and for the yards that go along with it. Well, his penalties drew his penalties drew something like forty two yards. Okay, great. He would yeah. have had another twenty yards by uh, an offsetting penalty. Because of what one flag, I guess, at a box score had Hopkins gaining 30 yards. He really contributed like 90 or 92 yards for the game. And I have no problem with them adding that to his stats. No, Why not? No, but certainly, would, agents happen. love this. Agents would love this for bargaining chips. Fantasy no players would love this. Yeah. But oh, yeah. No, yeah. tough noogies. You don't get the yardage, not individually. Like, go this, keep going with this. If we go down this rabbit hole, how about an edge rusher? He beats the left tackle, right? And instead of giving up a sack, that left tackle just bear hugs the uh, the rusher, and there's a holding right. penalty. Should he get credit for a sack? That's a great point. That's a great point. Okay, now, now I'll go one step further. I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'm kind of mixed. I like the idea of the receiver getting the uh, the audits because of fantasy and stats, whatever it may be. However, if you're a true stats freak and you love history and you love to follow stats in sports, this right. will really throw it all off yeah, whack. Another because, good point. Very yeah, because, good point by you. But about all-time records for total yards, yes. this throws it out the window. It's yeah, terrible, no, really. Great point. Fantastic point. One of the best points you've made, Andy Furman. I would I'd hug you right now if no, I were don't. in the same studio. No, no, That's no, what I would do. I, I, I wouldn't even care if you I don't care. I'm still hugging. Well, after the pandemic, right? But uh-huh. but that's an excellent point. Think about all these individual records. Calvin Johnson with right. the most receiving yards in a single season. If it's Jerry Rice in the all-time yardage mark, anything like that. All of a sudden it's completely changed because we're adding yards to wide receiver stats if they draw pass interference penalties? Really? That's what, that's ridiculous. I can what understand is, why D. Hopkins would fight for it. Sure. But there are a lot of people who are like, you know what? Makes sense. They should without thinking it through. I'm not right. one of those people. What about the great Vinay, our executive producer? Right on the ball. He says quarterbacks don't get rushing yards when taken away when they get sacked. That's right. Right. Vinay. And look, you know, he has a lot to worry about as far as yards taken away, rooting for that Washington football team, really. A lot of yards <laughs> have been taken away from that team this year. 
How about that? Daniel Jones is 4 and 0 against Washington. He's 1 and 16 against everybody else. Right. He's just bashing Washington over there, but I like the outside the box thought by DeAndre Hopkins, but no, I am against it. For many and it's reasons. almost a selfish thought when you think about it. Although he came, he backtracked a little bit. He says, I'm just concerned about moving the football. And then he said, well, I'd like to get the, you know, the numbers <laughs> right. Come on. Really? I mean, you know, would, would an offensive center say that about a receiver? No. A receiver right. said, these guys are divas. They want the numbers, of course. Yeah, like, look, man, it, I love it how he said it. He was like, as long as the ball moves, that's right, all I yeah. care about. Yeah, but I do think the rules should change and receivers should get counted those yards. That to me is like saying, you know, I don't eat meat, but I could go for a steak right now. You know, right, like it just right. completely contradicts what he said. I get it. Like, I can understand if you draw a penalty it's a reasonable thought to think I contributed to this yardage. Why why don't I get more credit for right. that yardage? I get it, but when you go through it, I think you actually have to catch the ball to get credit for those yards because it doesn't swing the other way. Would DeAndre Hopkins like it if his yardage was reduced if it was offensive pass interference? I don't think so. And that's equally ridiculous. Yeah, the Vinay came back again because it could impact incentives if he got the numbers. I'm sure there are certain <laughs> guys have their contracts saying if you receive X amount of yards, you'll get a bonus or whatever it may be. Really? Yeah. I, it, it's, it would create a mess. You don't want to have a mess because I, I like to have records intact. You know, even when baseball went from 154 to 162 games, there was a little bit of a problem there. But, you know, people got to know it and they lived with it. But still in all, you want things certain ways. Everybody should be facing one way, like a one-way street. That's the way it is. Keep the stats. Keep, keep them honest. That's what I'm saying. Keep them honest. Because it wouldn't be honest this way. Yeah, it would just be misleading, really, right. is what it would be. Also, there was another um, suggestion from an Arizona Cardinals player, Patrick Peterson. He was um, making an, impl- an, an impassioned plea to Roger Goodell to get more officials on the field because he feels like there should be more offensive pass interference calls and it would help if there were more officials on the field. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? How do you feel no, about that, Andy? No, I, don't, you know, I think sometimes too many cooks spoil the broth, if I may. It gets too many because, all of, like, even in the NBA, a lot of times I'll see the third official looking over to the other guy. Should I make this call? Is it my call? You know, I kind of liked it better when there were two officials in the NBA. I, th- I think too many can ruin it. Leave it alone, please. Well, I think this, man, even if you added more officials, they're still going to call the game in a similar way. Yeah. It's not about a lack of officials as much as how they're officiating it. Yeah, how tight you want to call yeah, the game. Yeah, they just let offensive guys get away with more pushing and shoving than defensive guys. Which could be it's an not, edict from the league. The yeah, league well, wants right, it right. They want It's points. not that they aren't seeing it. It's just that they're allowing it to happen. It might be a cop on the highway that allows you to go five miles per hour over the speed limit. Like, they see it. They know what's going on. They're just allowing it to happen. That's what's happening with officiating. It's not like they're missing it. They're just allowing it. You're exactly right. And I tell you what, I feel for people in fantasy football who have chosen my good guy, what I love him to death, Larry Fitzgerald. He hasn't found the end zone in 11 months. He hasn't scored a touchdown. So I wonder what's going on with Larry Fitzgerald. We'll see what happens today. Although I kind of like the cards in this one. In a close game. It's going to be a shootout today. I I think DeAndre Hopkins is what's happening to Larry Fitzgerald. It's a little bit of age, but man, when you have DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the number one receiver in football, 
that's going to impact Larry's stats. That's just how it goes, man. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. Good Dave. matchup, though. Josh yeah. Allen, Kyle Mur- Kyler Murray. I'm very much looking forward to this one. Yeah, one of the better games of the day. And there aren't that many good ones today, but this is one of the better ones. It really is. He's Brian No. Get him on Twitter at The No Show. I'm Andy Furman. Get me at Andy Furman FSR. Or get us both at 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Bottom barrel betting in this hour. And nose picks with Brian No in hour number three. But it was bad. But on second thought, there were some improvement. That's next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 
A record they didn't want. We'll explain that in just about a minute. He's Brian Noah, Mandy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday. And this is a critical game. It's one of the better games of the day, B, but somewhat of a critical game for the Seattle Seahawks. They're six and two. They play at the Rams today. They're five and three. And Seattle has lost two of their last three ball games. And last week it was not a loss. It was basically a slap in the face at Buffalo losing 44-34. If you want an idea of how bad Seattle's defense has has been this year. Despite giving up those 44 points, this is the most the team has allowed in Coach Pete Carroll's 11 years with the team. The Seahawks, believe it or not, actually performed better than they typically do. The 420 yards they gave up to the Bills were 40 yards fewer than they were allowing per game coming into the game. And the seven sacks they had were a season high. Their defense is on pace to allow a record, get this, 7,292 yards. Unreal. Unreal. They've been brutal defensively. They give up 362 passing yards per game on average. There hasn't been a team in NFL history that's given up 300 passing yards per game. So they're on pace to shatter that. And what was bad also last week, if you're a Seahawks fan, they got back Jamal Adams from injury. Mm-hmm. And they also the got Carlos Dunlap after the trade with the Bengals. So they both played for weeks. It was like, well, you know, no Jamal Adams. That'll help when he gets back. And it's like, well, he was back. And they were still brutal <laughs> pass defense. The Bills were just like, yeah, screw the run. Let's just throw it because they can't stop it. Right. And then Pete Carroll after the game was like, wait, we had a great plan against the run. It's like, well, what good is that going to do you, Pete? Because your pass defense stinks. They're just going to throw it on you. Right. You know, it's funny that the Rams have a week off. They were at a bye last week. I think I think everything points to the Rams winning this ball game today. It really does. Well, I don't know if everything does. You still a have lot, a lot. A lot. Yeah. Things do. You still have uh, Russell West, uh, Russell Wilson, and DK Metcalf as a lethal combination, and four turnovers last week for Russ. That was very un-Russ-like. And I think of this too, Andy, is it's the let Russ cook movement. You've been hearing that before the season. You've been hearing it during the season. A lot of Seahawks fans wanted to see the Seahawks allow Russ to throw the ball earlier in games on first down. And they're allowing it to happen. But man, he is being asked to do so much and to cover for the sins of the defense. I picture Russ like an actual chef. Picture him as a cook, and they're just like, Russ, we need more. Russ, we need more. We need more. We need more steaks. We need more salad. It is just like if you have that much demand and you don't have that much time like, and there's not much margin for error, your quality is going to suffer at some point, and I think that's what we're starting to see with Russ. I would point to the defense greatly contributing to some of his individual play going downward. I will still say he's the lead. He's in the pole position for the MVP, but I will say this. I disagree. No, the MVP voters, they're going to vote for the best player on the best team, and Seattle certainly right now is not the best team. Should they lose today, it's really going to hurt them. Now, who do you put up there as the MVP? Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers? It's Mahomes. Mahomes. Easily. Mahomes. Well, right yeah, now. Mahomes. But you know what? Mahomes is going to get the same same situation that Russell Westbrook got in the NBA. They expect no. it from him. I, no. I think he will. No, I don't think so, because he didn't win it last year. That was Lamar Jackson. And when you look at, it's weird. I hear you on that, Andy, but it's not like he won it last year. 
Right. And that matters. I, I don't think it should, but it does, right? If you look at Mahomes and the numbers that he's putting up, when you have 25 touchdowns in one pick for an 8-1 and one team, that's pretty good, man. And even if it isn't as many passing touchdowns as he had a couple of years ago, if he doesn't reach 50, that doesn't mean that he didn't have the best season in 2020. And so I think it'll largely come down to that. I think it'll be a combination of wins for your team and also your individual numbers. And even if Mahomes falls short of Mahomes, he still might be better than everybody else this right. year. Uh, I'm with you there. But you know what? you got to get into the mindset of some of these voters. As you say, he didn't win it last year, but there'll be some that say, well, he won it before. Let's vote for this guy. Forget that. Just look at the stats this year. Comparison to everybody else. Although I think that... Russell Wilson still is in the running, but oh, yeah. he hurt himself big time last week with 28 yeah. TDs, now eight INTs. He has. And I also think this, Andy, I would make one other comparison. I think that Jamal Adams, who's a good player for the Seahawks, great in run support. He's good at rushing the passer. He's just not great in pass coverage. I think he's the Hassan Whiteside of the NFL. And what I mean by that is in basketball, like Hassan Whiteside with the Blazers, and we've seen him right. play for other teams as well, but he does some really good things defensively. He's a great shot blocker. He's a fantastic rebounder, but it's the things that he doesn't do that end up screwing your defense a lot of the times. He's not good going out to the perimeter challenging shots. So if he's guarding a big that can shoot from the perimeter, that guy's going to get open shots left and right. That's how I look at Jamal Adams. He brings a lot to the table. Great in run support. He's great at blitzing the quarterback the few times that he does each game. But if you're not great in pass coverage, it's going to screw your defense a lot of the time. And you're seeing that. Watch Jamal Adams today against the Rams. We'll see if Jared Goff and company can take advantage of him in the passing game, but that's what matters most these days, Andy. You'll see a team like the Bills last week say, eh, we're not going to run it. Well, that takes away one of the biggest strengths Jamal Adams brings to the table as a defender. Right. Now, I think Seattle, in order for them to win this game today, they got to put some pressure on Jared Goff, number one. they got to get a big game out of their wide receiver, DK Metcalf. And by the way, they may be more than one-dimensional today because two of their running backs are out. It could be a yeah. tough game for Seattle. I, I, I like the Rams in this one. I really do. Yeah, no Chris Carson, no Carlos Hyde. That's another thing putting stress on Russ. And look, I'll just say this. Last thing with with the Seahawks is I don't want to make every turnover and every decision that Russ makes the fault of the defense. Like sometimes Russ just makes a bad decision and makes a bad throw. Think about the overtime loss against the Arizona Cardinals. Seahawks had the ball. It's a tie score. And Russ just misreads the defense, throws an easy pick to mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons. That's not on the defense. That's on Russ. On him, yeah. Right? But the thing is, Russ has built up so much credibility, there tends to be more blame for the defense than Russ to begin with. And that's, I get it, but all I'm saying is not every pick, not every decision that he makes is the fault of the defense. Believe it or not, sometimes right. it's his fault. You're exactly right. Let's go to Dayton, Ohio, listening on 980 AM. The one and only Dick in Dayton, Ohio, on Fox Football Sunday with Brian Noah and Andy Furman. Hello, Dick. How are you? Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Great. Good, man. What's going on? Hey, uh, Andy, it's been a long time, but, um, you know, right. I like this new coach of the Bengals. I think he's going to be okay. And Joe Burrow, 
has lit up the sky the last three or four games. I, I don't think anybody on the Bengals have been that good at passing over the years. You know what I'm saying? Well, Kenny Anderson was a pretty good passer when he played. He should be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, we go back in time, even Greg Cook was a great passer. May he rest wow, in peace. listen to you. Greg Cook? Oh, How about Carson yeah. Palmer? He's pretty good. He, he was pretty good, good too. Yeah. Greg Cook was a good buddy of mine. He really Let's was. not forget Andy Dalton. Right. Oh, yeah, Andy Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, Andy you know, Dalton. Look, he, he's been great. There's no doubt about that. But I think that we'll see what happens today with that mean, oh, mean yeah. pass this rush is, of the Pittsburgh the Steelers. That, it really is. Oh, this is going to be uh, – I just hope there's no fights or anything. But I, I, I think it'll be a little close, but I think the Steelers are going to win it. You know what? I'm with you there. I don't think they're going to win it by more than 10 points. I don't think they'll win it in double digits. I really don't. It's going to be a grind-out game, a, a lo- not a low-scoring game, but yeah. I, I don't think the Steelers are running away with it, but I do think Pittsburgh's going to win, and I hope Andy, and I hope that uh, Joe Burrow comes out unscathed. I hope he comes out healthy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good one. Enjoy the game. By the way, Love Andy, from you. Yes. let me just add, add something real fast because yeah. I think it's interesting what Dick, Dick and Dayton just said, and I never thought of it this way because he's talking about – the fight from last year when Miles Garrett clubbed Mason Rudolph uh, over the head with his own helmet. Right. Imagine if that's one of the star quarterbacks in football, what the reaction would have been. Oh you know, imagine if that was Big Ben that got clubbed. Or better yet, what if it was Mahomes or like oh, a, an oh. actual star? You understand? Like, I never thought of it that way. It's Mason Rudolph. It's just a backup. It's Nobody feels anything toward Mason Rudolph. Imagine if that's Mahomes getting clubbed in the head. I would love to hear how the reaction would have differed between it being Mason Rudolph and an actual star well, not, quarterback. Not only that's the reaction, I, I think that the the penalty of I mean that yeah. changes as opposed to who gets whacked. Think sure. about that. There's no doubt there. You're right. But thank goodness there wasn't a star player, an upfront player. But he is Brian Noam, Andy Furman going from wild card to a number one seed in a week. That's next. But first, to our own wild card, Brian Fenley with the latest. Hey, thanks, Andy. Thanks, Brian. ESPN is reporting the NFL will reprimand the Saints for players not wearing masks in the locker room after last Sunday's thumping of the Bucks. The discipline could come as a hefty fine and a loss of a draft pick. According to NFL Network, the Texans view interim head coach Romeo Cornell as a frontrunner to be the guy in 20. 21. Ravens running back Mark Ingram is trending towards returning today after a high ankle sprain. Cardinals ball carrier Kenyon Drake is a go as well following that same injury. Patriots running back Damian Harris, who's facing injuries to his ankle and chest, has a good shot of suiting up as well. In college football on Saturday, 13th ranked Wisconsin disfiguring Michigan 49-11. Wolverines face plant to 1-3 out to the worst start since 1967 for that program. Sixth ranked Florida contorts Arkansas 63-35. Kyle Trask (laughs) amazes with six touchdowns. Number two, Notre Dame, snipping Boston College 45-31. Ian Book divvies out four scores. And number 11, Oregon, scoring 22 points in the fourth quarter to dispose of Washington State 43-29. Dustin Johnson, a four-shot lead, heading into today's final round at the Masters. He's at 16 under. Phil Mickelson, 18 shots off the pace after... A 79 on Saturday, which, by the way, as I sent it back to Andy Furman and 
Brian know a 79 for Andy Furman would just be for nine holes and probably <laughs> for miniature golf, to be miniature honest golf, with you. Miniature golf, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Exactly. That. Back to you guys. Thank you, Ben. We'll see By you the way, now. how about this drop? I clipped it from Brian Fenley, Ooh. your son, doing tennis coverage. How Whoa. about this? This guy knows his stuff. I think we could just bookend his updates with that drop oh from now on. Gosh. What do you think, Andy? You're making I'd me blush. I like it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do All right. that. Yeah. Put him on the spot a little bit. By the way, less is more, and we'll get to that in just about a minute. He is Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. And welcome, everybody, back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And bottom barrel betting with the amazing Vinay in less than 10 minutes. But in the NFL, things change very quickly, almost like the weather. Saints 38-3 win over Tampa last week, pushed them from a wild card race into the NFC's number one seed. And Taysom Hill became a force for the Saints last week. The tight end slash quarterback, he completed both of his passes for about 48 yards, round the ball seven times for 54 yards. He caught a pass for 21 yards. Unbelievable. They really, it was, it was great. And the Saints came back. Although uh, the Saints have a problem, and we'll see what happens today against the 49ers. But, uh, you know, in a way, I, I like the Saints. But again, another one of those unpredictable teams in the National Football League, although they've rattled off something like five straight right now. Yeah. Quietly, at least the four yeah, right. games leading up to last week. There was nothing quiet about them crushing Tampa last week, but that was their best defensive performance by miles last week. They hadn't looked good throughout the first half of the season on defense. Right. Right. So I'm curious to see if they can keep that trend going. They very well might today against a severely undermanned San Francisco team. What a difference a year makes, right? Oh, Remember man. the, what was it, 48 to 46 classic last year? With Think about George Kittle, who had the big first down catch and there's a face mask penalty and the whole thing last year. He's not going to be on the field today. Right. As many other of their best players are not going to be on the field for San Francisco. So that injury bug, you hear this a lot, Andy, like oh, everybody, every team has injuries. It's like not the same positions. Right. Not everybody has their star and not the players same talent. out. Yeah. And that's what San Francisco is dealing with right now. Yeah. Think about just, the star talent with George Kittle and Richard oh Sherman. I wouldn't call him a star in Jimmy G, but he plays a star position. That's just a lot to compensate for. Right. Like that's it's it's a lot. So this game would have been a tremendous game, even maybe if half half of the 49ers losses to injuries were back in the lineup, but this is not their year. It's not going to be the yeah. year. I think I think it'll be somewhat competitive, but I'll take the Saints in this one. But there's a bigger story you know, now. Forget well, about real the, fast though, yeah. before you shift on me here. I just want to say one thing about Taysom Hill, where they were gushing about him last week on the Sunday night telecast, and they should have, right? Right, Like, he's this throwback, running the football type of guy, and they showed his, it was like his shoulder, the back of his arm, it's all bruised up, he's all banged, it looks like Bronco Nagurski back there, you know? (laughs) Like, it's great for the role he has right now. But they're paying him like he might one day take over for Drew Brees as the starting quarterback. And if he does, Andy, he's got to change that style. There's no way that guy can last playing that style if he's the starter. It's one thing if he's this Swiss Army knife and he gets a couple of carries each game. and Great, bowl over whoever you want to, being the backup QB and having that type of role. 
but he if he's ever the starting quarterback, he can't be taking on safeties and linebackers and expect to last. It's just not right. going to happen. No, you're exactly right on that. You're right. But uh, he did the job last week. Very versatile, and uh, he's doing what he has to do in his role right now. And he, a situation that happened, I think it was on Thursday, the owners of the NFL agreed to expand the playoffs yeah. if, if the regular season games get canceled. Answer me this. Why would you expand it if teams are getting canceled? Games are getting canceled. They said sixteen teams might make the playoffs uh, if the regular season can't be completed. So it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Look, let, let me go close to the home for a second. The Cincinnati Bengals have something like a two percent chance of clinching a playoff spot this year, according to like five thirty eight dot com. Their predictions. They're going to benefit from this expansion if it ends up being implemented. You know, why would they get a shot to go to the playoffs when they don't deserve to be in the playoffs? Well, they're going to have to win a lot more games to be in the mix, even if they go with eight teams in each conference. I just, look, who knows how many games get canceled this year. So for there to be a fallback plan, okay, I get it. It's a strange season. Let's just say there's a team that misses. Who knows, Andy? Like, look at all the COVID cases around the country. Look at COVID in the NFL. Right. There have been a lot more positive tests recently. So let's just say one team misses two, three games. Like, all of a sudden, this plan make might make a lot more sense. I just hate this potentially being the format going forward. I'm with you. Leave it the way it is. Yeah. Just leave it the way it is. I I'm hate it you. because think about baseball. Baseball expanded its postseason. And it's like, just one year, just one year, COVID, crazy year, let's expand it. And right after the playoffs, Rob Manfred's like, you know, I kind of like this thing. Yeah, Kind of like this thing. <laughs> when they, they start seeing the dollars roll in. Yeah, exactly. I just hate it because you should get rewarded for being the top seed in your conference. Right. And if the Steelers end up being the one seed in the AFC, they should get a bye week. And to not have a bye week if you've got – eight teams in each conference. I don't like that. I think you should get rewarded for being the top dog. And how about this midway through the season if that changes? If you're the Steelers, you're like, wait a minute, we get to risk injury and risk losing because we're making a shift on the fly over here? That sucks. And you'll see some teams resting players that have a shot that have automatic berth already in the playoffs. They're going to rest their players. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, and I also like the intrigue. The race for a bye, it's fun at the end of a year. Think right. about last year when the Dolphins upset the Patriots and opened the door for the Chiefs to have a first-round bye. That was a big deal. If there isn't a bye on the line, that game against the Dolphins in Week 17, it doesn't mean nearly as much. So I don't right. like it for that reason either. I, I would say keep it with 14 I liked it the best with 12, but keep it at 14. I don't want any part of 16. And I don't like changing forward. rules in the middle. That's the thing. I, I understand it's a different situation now with COVID, but I don't like changing the rules in the middle. Yeah. If you thought about that, there may be cancellations. You should have done it back in July, but they're changing in the middle, which I don't like. Now, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Say Player X tests positive on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, Testing positive just means that he has – maybe a possibility of showing the symptoms. I haven't heard any player, really, maybe I'm wrong, showing symptoms. I just heard that they become positive and they test them again. If they get negative the next time, they can play that weekend. If they keep on getting negative the rest of the week. I haven't well, heard play with symptoms, have you? Well, it's happened before where they sent Odell Beckham Jr. home. Remember, he, had he symptoms? was feeling a little iffy. And, but uh, they don't tell you what kind of symptoms. He wasn't feeling well. 
Right, but they're taking that precaution. They're saying now even with flu season, if you're feeling under the weather, they're just like, hey, go home. Like, let's just not even take a chance. We don't know what it is just yet. So, yeah, there have been a couple of instances. I think there will be more as, you know, sadly, as the positive tests in the NFL are going up. I think if, to your example, if Player X comes into the facility and is like, you know, my head, I don't know, I'm feeling a go home, just, you know, don't even take a chance. I think you're going to see that a lot more throughout the league. Right. But they'll test him first before he goes home. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And and if he's positive, they'll test him again. And if he comes out, and because there also could be those false positives, right? Although I don't think the NFL testing is that. I think they're they're pretty good. I don't think there are many false positives in the NFL. I don't think. Well, there have been some. It's not like you know a tidal wave of them. But right. I I don't know what we're saying over here. Like I think teams are going to be more cautious if a player is just feeling under the weather. Let's just right. say that. Right. I think they're going to play it safe and be like, you know what, just just go back to your place because we don't know what this is, and we're going to play it safe in the meantime. There you go. All right, we're going to play it safe right now because we've got a big game coming up. We really do. It's the game of life for us, and that's going to be Brian No and Andy Furman headed up by our own Vinay. The competition here is even stronger than the NFL East. Bottom barrel betting is next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, and Lee Bogan and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. 
He scores! Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Betting right around the bend. It's about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian O, Mandy Furman. We got a game to play. What are we waiting for? Let's play it. It's bottom. Yes, it is. And the one and only Vin A takes over right now. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we today? Great, Vin A. How are you? That's the key question here. I'm doing all right. That's just no, all right. No, no, What's going no on complaints? in the world of Vinay? Nothing bad, nothing good. Just kind of uh, floating around, hmm. trying to navigate all the craziness. Okay. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. it's a, you know, tough news to hear about Mrs. Furman, somebody I'm directly not in contact with, but, you know, somebody I've grown to know a little bit through sure. Andy. You know, always tough to hear that kind of news. So, you know, now I actually have somebody I know. Contracting COVID for yes. the people that are just joining us. Yes, yeah. for the, for everybody just joining us. But um, we move on. Unfortunately, all three of us losers last week. Oh, man. What? Yeah, tough week for everybody. I lost my game to Gavin the Goon by four points. Oh, That's brutal. That's lost on field goals. Ugh. Yeah, and you guys both went two and three. So we are still one Did game we? separated for um, total grand totals. Okay. Right. Twenty six, right. eighteen, and one for Andy. Twenty five, nineteen, and one for Brian. So maybe this week we can get some uh, distance, or you know, somebody can take over the other. Overtaking. Let's go Let's with go the over overtaking, overtaking here. Yeah. Maybe some no. distance for Andy. We'll see. No, no distance. Let's not no go boy. with distance. Well, I'm, I'm not going to play favorites this week. So, hey. oh, okay. this week, this, this week. week. No. I, I usually play favorites. So, <laughs> maybe next week. We'll see. So, start things off. Uh, Eagles Giants game. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz passing yards against the Giants over under two hundred and seventy and a half yards. Uh, I think I'll go first now, and I think I will say under. Yeah, like. The Giants have a pretty decent defense. They're getting healthier. He gets some of his weapons back. Carson Wentz does, but I'm going to take the under as well. All right. He threw for 359 the last time the Eagles played the Giants. So, I don't know. It could be a loser for us, but he's thrown for under that total almost every game this year. That was the one game he didn't, so I'll take the under. All right, moving on. We got Broncos running back Melvin Gordon the third rushing yards against the Raiders over under of forty and a half. Wow, against the Raiders over yep. here, huh? I don't like the Ra- the Raiders defense. <laughs> I don't like it. But Melvin Gordon, he's kind of in the doghouse over here, right? Like he only had six carries last week, eight the previous weeks had fumbling issues. You're seeing more Philip Lindsay. It's a good line by you. Good line, Vinay. Thank I'm you. torn. I don't know what to do over here. I'm going to, gosh, I am going to, I'm going to cross my fingers and take the over. 
I just hope he gets enough carries. I, I'm taking the under because I don't. You know what? He could get over, but I don't think I'll have enough carries to get over. Yeah, you might be right. Might be right. All right, we move on to the Texans. His wide receiver, Will Fuller, the fifth. We're going with uh, number last names and numbers here. Will Fuller, the fifth. Total catches against the Browns over under five and a half. Ooh. Uh, wow. Let's see. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I really am. Because I think they'll be it's playing from good behind line. anyway. Another good line by you, Vinay. Very good. He's been over three times this year. He's been under right around the same amount. So it's a very good line. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over just because I think they're going to be trailing and they're That's gonna need to put the yeah. ball up in the air. I'm so yeah, you. I'll take the over. Yeah. Try to make these lines as competitive as possible. So, yeah, very good know, job. Trying to do my best. Steelers defense up against Joe Burrow. How many sacks do they get? Over under set at two and a half. Oh, you got to love the over in this one. I'm with you. Yeah. Over, yeah. That may that happen Bengals in the first quarter. Line. That may happen in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, I love the over on that one. I hope not. I mean, for Joe's sake, but uh, they're, they're really good. They're really yeah. good, the Steelers. This, this is one of the better lines you've ever done. It's tough. It's yeah. a tough one this week, except for the last one. We got one more, right? We got one more. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got one more. Ravens kicker, Justin Tucker, extra points made against the Patriots, over under two and a half. Over. Yeah, got to be over. Yeah, over. Yeah. I think the Patriots are going to get smacked. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah, I think the Ravens are good for three touchdowns against the Pats. I think so. That's why they play the games, though, Furman. You know, yeah. you know I'm, I'm hearing you. I really am. It's going to be sad for the Patriots, especially so for their I, fans. Yeah. By the way, how many disagreements this week, Vinay? Just Two one. Of them? Just one. Just one. So what's it down to? It's a, it's down Melvin, to Melvin Gordon, Gordon's rushing, rushing yardage. yardage. Yep. Oh yeah. man. Well, here Let's we go. go, Melvin. Come on. Will we, will we ever see the end? That and so much more. Where on Fox Football Sunday with Brian? No, and Andy Furman coming up next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Finally, they got it right. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say, please, wake up. It's that time. It is. Thank you very much. It's Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you. Thank you. All right, already. He's Brian Noah, Mandy Furman. We're coming to you live from the. If you don't wake up to that, you'll never wake up. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Now, without further ado, in the hour of power, the one who is most powerful in sports talk radio today, my partner, my friend, the one, the only, Brian O. Hello, B. Hour three. What's going on, Andy Furman? Glad to be here with you, man, as always. And it's been a lot of fun. There's you know, more ball to preview. How about this real fast? What did you yeah. think about this story where um, Florida's backup quarterback was tweeting at halftime <laughs> for someone to vote for Kyle Trask to win the Heisman Trophy? So Florida's backup QB, Anthony Richardson, tweeted, Hey, I'm not supposed to be on my phone, but somebody tell them to give Kyle the Heisman Trophy already. He right. had five first-half passing touchdowns. There, there was a plus and a minus with that story. The plus is that he was an egotistical idiot saying, I want to be playing. So he did it for his teammates. So I give him a plus for that. The uh-huh. minus was, I assume he did this in the locker room at halftime, not on the sideline during the game. 
because I don't think he'd have his phone out there during the course of action. No, no, yeah. Because oh, he took it out of his locker. Happening. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, you but know still, what? Like, come on, man. If you are tweeting, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but it's like you're telling on yourself right there, you know? Right. And so I also think him. this, this isn't the end of the world, Andy, but it's one of these deals where Dan Mullen, when you're the fun, doing wacky things, I'm hey, I'm dressing up like Darth Vader in the post-game press conference. Some of this undisciplined stuff can happen on your team. It's right. hard to go from Darth to disciplinarian and right. having all of your players follow the rules. So I put some of this on Dan Mullen, right? Like it's not right, just Anthony yeah. Richardson. It's his fault too. Primarily it's the quarterback's fault, but it's also a bit on Dan Mullen. Well, I, I give Richardson a lot of credit. First of all, as you say, he knew it was wrong. He stepped out of bounds. He shouldn't have done it. But the fact that he did it when he did it got his teammates some good PR. He really did. If he would have did it today... I don't think he would have got the PR he got yesterday. So, oh no, it, yeah, no. So it's a plus not. for him. But still, it's Andy. You don't you don't want to have stuff like this. Like no, we we got into this discussion. Remember the Facebook Live video with Antonio Brown? Right, that was disgusting. Right. It, it, there are a lot of people that will say, "What's the big deal? It's a Facebook Live video. Like, settle down, get off my lawn, guy." Right. Like, there's a lot of people that think that way, and there are a lot of people that would say it's a tweet at halftime. Is it the end of the world? It's just like undisciplined type stuff matters, right? Like well, that's if you confidential stuff. It shouldn't go out in public. Right. That's all it is. But if you're yeah. undisciplined, I don't care what it is. If it's in practice, if it's not following the rules, if it's things like that, that can show up during games. Right. So you don't want to have an undisciplined team. Can we agree? It's not good to have an undisciplined team. Yeah, and so. it's almost sad in this day and age that a coach or an administrator has to tell these players this stays here. It doesn't go out. And I think Mike Tomlin took care of it fairly decently at the time, but he probably, I'm sure, was shocked. Like, why would a guy do this? Do I have to tell these guys not to do this? That's the craziness of it. Yeah, right. And there's too much that can come as a result of it. Where, I mean, think about the Patriots. Right, that mm-hmm. fires him up when, when yeah. Mike Tomlin is calling him a holes right. during <laughs> the Facebook Live video. Like, if you are an opponent of Florida, I mean, this is incentive. It's like, oh, they might clown us if they're beating us. Well, we can't let that happen. You know what I mean? Like, right, and also, right. if you're talking about this midweek instead of looking at the next opponent, this is going to be a topic today, tomorrow. What if the left tackle is asked about the tweet on Tuesday? You <laughs> right, know what I mean? like, exactly right. You don't want to be looking back. You want to look forward. You're exactly right. Now, we talk about college football. I'm going to ask you, I'll give you multiple choice. Your biggest surprise thus far in college football, is it Penn State 0-4? Is oh, it man. Michigan 1-3? and Or is it Clay Helton's USC Trojans at 2-0? and No, no. I would absolutely say it's Penn State. They were a top 10 team, and they're 0 for 4? They were 27 and a half point favorites against Maryland and lost. So, yeah, I know that we're going to be focused on Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. That gets the headlines for obvious reasons. Jim Harbaugh's making a ton of money. He was successful in the NFL, so that's going to be the big story. But James Franklin and Penn State being 0-4. I have that as the biggest shock, even though it's not the biggest He was the wonder kid as far as college coaches. His name has always been surfaced is to go to the next level, perhaps, or another bigger school. Yeah, he's a good head coach. And think about how they lost also. that Was it the first game of the year against IU? They had the game. 
and their running back accidentally scored a touchdown instead of just like not scoring a touchdown. He did his Todd Gurley impression the day before Todd Gurley did it in a game against the Lions, right? If right. he if that Penn State running back doesn't score a touchdown, they basically run out the clock and win that game. And who knows where Penn State season would be if they beat IU earlier. Well, I will say this. Uh, there's a way to lose and there's a way to lose. Penn State, their kids didn't quit. Actually, they outgained Nebraska yesterday by something like 200 yards. And they came back. It was a 30-23 score. And they fought, they fought, they fought. I give them a lot of credit. As opposed to Michigan, which I think they quit. I think those teams quit. I saw, you could just see it the way they were playing the game. I mean, let the, the Wisconsin offense just carved them to bits. They just quit. I just really believe they quit on them. Well, here's the thing, Andy, is I hear you. I don't completely disagree. It's horrible if anybody quits. But I think I, I can't give credit for Penn State doing what they're supposed to do. Oh, Does that make you. sense? Yeah. Where, yeah. yeah, I'm going to blame Michigan or any team that seems to mail it in. But I'm not going to put a team on a pedestal for just giving good effort because that's what you're supposed to do always. Oh, you know I what agree. I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I and they pulled their starting quarterback Clifford. He's got thrown out. So you know it, it happens. But but they had they showed me spunk at least Penn State. They were fighting. They fought to the end where you know it was 28 zip at the end of the first half as far as Michigan's concerned in the big house no less in the big house. Yeah. I mean, come on. That, that's, that's it's not good. It was it and was the ugly. other thing with Wisconsin, that was just their second game. Right? They had played Illinois the first week. They had two games canceled because of COVID. That that was their second game of the year. They hadn't played for three weeks and they smack around Michigan like that. And they kept on showing uh, the quarterback of Wisconsin, his family in the stands. Now, was that his mom? Was that his girlfriend? Who I couldn't tell that. The masks on both. And the young girl, I guess, <laughs> next to the mother, I guess it was the mother, she kept on moving the mask down to some, some M&Ms, I think, in her mouth. I, I don't know what was going on over there. They had the camera on them more than they had on the game. Well, you got to do something. Right? Right. The game isn't right. compelling enough. So I know. I would just be talking nothing but M&M's at that point. Right. 49-11, goodness. With, with or without peanuts, what do you like to do? Oh, peanuts all day. Are you kidding you me? Uh, I'm with you. All right. Now. Hot take. Hot take for you real fast. Plain M&M's? Weak. Weak. I'm with you. Gotta yeah. be peanuts. Overrated. Peanuts. Totally overrated. Well, they were there first. They're like the I don't flagship. care. I don't care if they were there first. They're not as good. They're not as good uh, as peanut uh, M&M's. And the peanut ones are bigger. They're the big chunks. Oh, they're way better. Uh, not even I close. Love I love them. There we go. All right, and I said this coming into the segment. said finally they got it right. I'm talking about Major League Baseball with the hiring of Kim Eng as, as a general manager. You know, it's, it's been too long. And there's going to be people going to say, oh, they did it for diversity. It's a few. No, she did her time. She was an assistant GM, and now she's the Marlins GM, assistant GM for the Yankees. She paid her dues. She paid her dues, and deservedly so, she got the job as general manager of the Marlins. I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. for her. I'm happy for Major League Baseball. She's certainly qualified. There's no, no doubt, doubt about that. And we'll just see how she does. I think it's unfair for people to be completely against this without seeing how it fares first. You the old-timers, like, the old-time like, baseball sta- staunchy guys are, are against it, I'm sure. But that's what's silly to me is you've got to be consistent. If there is, you know, take up Brian Cashman with the Yankees, you know, remind me, did he play in Major League Baseball, right? Like, did he have this great baseball playing background? No, no. Right. So. Like, what's the difference between Brian Cashman and Kim Eng, right? So if you look at a male, if a male has the same resume as Kim Eng, 
and you aren't saying, what's up with this hiring? Well, then you shouldn't be saying the same thing about Kim Ang. Right? But Kim Ng is not a quote good old boy. That's the problem. And maybe hopefully she'll break that. And I'm I'm happy. You know, and, and really what I wish that I could see one day that a big story will not be made on the Kim Ng's of the world. It'll just sure. be commonplace that a woman gets a job who's deserving of that job. Yeah, I hear you, no doubt. But I think this is where it swings a little bit the other way, Andy. I am a firm believer in what you would say about a male GM you should be saying about a female GM, whether it's positive or negative. So let's just play this out. If Kim Ang is a year or two years into her tenure as the Marlins GM and she makes a bad trade, she makes a bad move. Right. If you would criticize a male GM who made that trade, you need to criticize a field G- female GM for making a bad trade. You understand? Like That's equality. With all this push for equality, and I'm a total proponent for it, that's an example of it. If you would but, but say, see, hey, John true. Moselock, right. think about him with the Cardinals trading right. Randy Arozarena, who's just going nuts in the postseason, especially the World Series. It's right. like, John, what are you doing, man? Right? If you would say that about him, you've got to say the same thing about Kim Meng if she ever makes a similar move. However, I'm with you a thousand percent, but it's not going to be that way because Kim Ng is going to be under the microscope more so than anyone else. Why? Twofold. She's the first and B, even more importantly, she's a female. And, and every move she makes, it'll be that way. And it shouldn't be that way. That's why you really hope for her to do really well, to set, to be the trailblazer, so what happens down the road, because there's going to be some lunatics going to say, well, she failed as a GM. We're not going to hire another woman. You know there's going to be morons like that. Right. Well, look, man, she, there's a lot of pressure because if she doesn't fare well, yeah, there are going to be a lot of those naysayers out there like, see, I told you, told so. you it wasn't going to work. Yeah. And it can hurt the potential for opportunities of other females. There's a lot of pressure. So I, I hope she fares well. I'm rooting for her. I really am. I'm just saying this for anybody out there, a good test before you open your mouth or send out a tweet or whatever Ask yourself, would I be saying or writing the same thing about a male GM with the same exact situation taking place? And if you say, yeah, I would be criticizing this male GM for making this move. Okay, well, I think it's permissible to criticize this field GM, female GM for making that same move. Or would I be praising this male GM for making this move? If not, then you know what? You've got to just be consistent. That's all I'm saying. Whether it's a male or female, be consistent. And I'm really, I'm surprised, really, that baseball was the one that made that move because, really and truly, basketball has been way ahead of its time because they got female coaches you know, on the bench right now, sure. and they have females in the front office. So I thought it was the NBA that would be doing this way before baseball. I thought baseball, you know, even the NFL. I think the 49ers have a female assistant coach. I thought baseball would we be way back. Way back. So I'm happy that baseball well, did this. I, I think, too, Andy, you made a previous point where hopefully we get to a day where it isn't big news that there's right. a female GM hired, right? Like we had this with blackhead coaches in the NFL. Like hopefully we get to a day where, hey, this isn't the first blackhead coach that won a Super Bowl or what. It's just, it's another head coach that won one, right? So I hear right. you on that. But I also think for us to really get there, I think that if a field female GM is criticized, if it isn't taken as, uh, this is strictly a personal shot, you know? Like, 
I think we've got to get to that area as well. Think about, I know this is football, but think about Bill O'Brien with the Houston Texans. How much criticism he got, and deservedly so. It wasn't like, oh, this is just a personal attack on Bill O'Brien. It's like, no, he stinks at his job, you know? But if, heaven forbid, somebody says something negative or critical about Kim Ang, it's going to be taken as a personal shot when it might not be at all. You're exactly right. I tell you what, as you said, there'd be a lot of pressure on her to see how she handles it. But because basically she was in the background for all these years. Now she's in the forefront. Yeah. So hey, we'll man. See what happens. Good luck. And, and think about this too, Andy. Last thing is for me is the Marlins haven't made the playoffs in back-to-back years ever. Think about that. They've won a couple of World Series and they, they had fire sales, you know? like with, They with haven't the, made the playoffs yeah. in two years in a row. Right. So no, it's, we, uh, hey man, it's an uphill battle. They made and, the playoffs last year. She's got a decent roster to work with. So I'm rooting for her. I hope she does well because I do too. For the cavemen out there, they're like, what's up <laughs> with this? Right. I, I, I'm rooting for Can, can you, you talk about when they won the World Series? Can you imagine her being GM with traded Jack McKeon, the manager, when he won it? I can't believe those, those two together. He's an old time codger, an old time baseball man in the dugout as manager with her as GM. That would have been a combination, huh? Jack McKean yeah. and her. I just hope she sm- smokes cigars. There too, you go. You know, that they, they would really come full circle. Exactly right. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. You want to comment on this or anything else, you can do it on Twitter at The No Show, N-O-E Show. We'll read it. We'll retweet it. Or at Andy Furman FSR. Or better yet, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Nose picks at the end of this hour. But wait till you hear what one NFL quarterback is hearing. That's coming right up next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, and Lee Bogan and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. 
Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. It wasn't pretty, but he brought him back. That's right around the corner. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And the Sunday night game on NBC, I guess, way back when when it was penciled in, they thought maybe... Maybe the ghosts of the Patriots will still be there to make this somewhat of a competitive out game, but uh, Ravens six and two, Pats three and five, and really and truly, these are two different teams right there. And the Patriots are not on the same level as the Ravens. It could get ugly tonight. It really could. But Lamar Jackson, he's got his own little deal going on. He uh, he says that he hears defenses calling out the Ravens' plays. He told that to Rich Eisen earlier this week on the Rich Eisen show. Let's take a list of Lamar. I feel, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of with schemes. You know, um, we're going against defenses. Um, they call out our plays, stuff like that. Like they know what we're doing. So, a lot of that, you know, sometimes you know stuff won't go our way if they beat us to the punch. So you're you're hearing on the other side of the line of scrimmage the defense calling out your plays? That's what yeah, you're they definitely do. Like runs, stuff like that. Uh, watch out for this, watch out for that. Sometimes that's what's going on. Now what's worse, my friend? Is it calling out the plays or seeing ghosts on the field? I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure oh, it out. Oh, it's ghosts by it's far. Ghosts? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> like <laughs> When you're seeing things that aren't there as a quarterback – Way worse. Because, <laughs> right. hey, listen, man, sometimes the defense knows what play is coming and they still can't stop it. So when you're seeing ghosts, that's worse for sure. Wow. Uh, the, the Ravens, though, last week only 266 yards, but Lamar's touchdown run in the fourth quarter put them over 20 points for the 31st consecutive game. And when the Patriots are one-dimensional as a running team, uh, they have trouble scoring. And they've been somewhat one-dimensional most of this year. Ravens should uh, power through the Patriots' run defense tonight. And I tell you, it could be like a two-touchdown or more. I say two touchdowns they win by, really. I do. I think this is going to be a shellacking. And the Ravens' offense has been weird this year. They didn't do anything last week in the first half against the Colts. They got it going in the second half. Right. But that first half, they had, what, 44 yards? They couldn't do anything. So there have been games where it's just like, what's going on with the offense? But I don't think we're going to be saying that after tonight's game against the Patriots. And I know Bill Belichick is on the sideline, but personnel-wise, I just don't think they have the horses right now. I think that I think that Cam and the Patriots offense is really going to struggle against the Ravens defense. And I don't see how this isn't a double-digit win for the, the Ravens. I just don't see how tonight. I'm with you right there. And it's funny you mentioned about Belichick on the sidelines. He had to defend himself earlier this week as far as the media, when he meets the media, I think it was on Wednesday, about the draft picks that he had over the years. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, can't you see the team is somewhat decimated with players, number one, injuries, and there's some players who even opted out. What are you blaming them on the draft picks now? I totally disagree with you. They haven't drafted a pro bowler since 2013. And look where they draft, though. Right, but 
They haven't drafted a pro bowler since 2013. Your Bengals. They're tied with the Bengals for the longest streak of not drafting a pro bowler. That's, that's way that, that, too long of a streak. And that's more of a slight to the Bengals who draft really high. And the, well, and the well, yeah, sure, don't. absolutely. Yeah, there's yeah, it's worse for the Bengals because they have higher picks. But to go back from to 2013, like I got news for you. There are other teams that draft in the same area as the Patriots, and they've drafted pro bowlers. The Patriots haven't. That's what's hurting this team more than anything. They haven't drafted well. So Belichick pushing back on that, that's a completely valid criticism. Like, where are the great draft picks? Another example is, look at Nikhil Harry, who can't do anything as a wide receiver. DK Metcalf was drafted after Nikhil Harry. A.J. Brown with the Titans, who's crushing it also, was drafted after Nikhil Harry. And so Belichick can say what he wants about, hey, we went all in and... There are some salary cap ramifications from those years that we were going all in in pursuit of Super Bowls. It's like it has way more to do with the lack of good draft picks over the years than any salary cap situation here. Well, look, I don't think it's a salary cap, but you know, sometimes the, the draft is a crapshoot anyway. It's a little bit. It of always luck. is, but they right. haven't gotten it right. Right, I understand that. Then I'd like to know. I guess I'm just guessing now that Belichick makes the final call, which is a it's a tough call to make because he's not on the road watching these kids playing during the college season. I'm sure he sees tons of film, but I think that you have to get a personnel guy who's on there with his scouts on the road each and every week to make that decision. I think Bel- I think the buck stops with Belichick, don't you? Well, look, look, he uh, he's part of the mix. There's no doubt, but. They've had Nick Casario over the years, and it's not just Belichick, right? Like, it's only him. He's certainly a big part of it. Right. But they just, like, that. that's just a fact. They have not drafted well. And when you go back, go back to 2000, right, when Belichick first got there. When you look at the Pro Bowlers since then, we're not talking just from 2013 until now. Since 2000, you've got Tom Brady. The other Pro Bowlers that they've drafted, you get a couple of offensive linemen with Matt Light, Dan Copen, right? And then you have Gronk, and and that's basic. Logan Mankins, those are the four Pro Bowlers they've drafted outside of Tom Brady since 2000 on offense. Like, that's way too long to not have more talent offensively. I, I hear you, but let, let's go one step further. Let's go from pro bowlers to potential Hall of Famers. How many Hall of Fame players besides Tom Brady and maybe Randy Moss since the Belichick era in New England? Think about that. They just did it. I'm not going to say with ordinary players, but the mix was tremendous, and Belichick was a great part of that mix. Well, look, Tom Brady was a huge part of that mix. And we say it all the time. When you have a franchise quarterback, that's like mascara and eye blush and, you know, you get all that. You could tell my extent of makeup knowledge. Like, I've got nothing else, right? Rouge. On, I don't know. Rouge. what else? Eyeliner. That's what the whole works. Earrings, is. everything. Yeah. It just covers the blemishes up from the holes in your roster. That's what Tom Brady did for years. And now that they don't have the goat back there, there's a big difference. And look, the opt-outs make a difference as well. It's not just going from Brady to Cam. But not having the goat back there, let's not forget they were a 12-4 and team last year. Like I know they had a disappointing postseason. They won 12 games. 
This Patriots team is nowhere but they struggled. winning 12 They struggled games. the second half of the season. They did struggle. Okay, they won 12 games. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. You know, I... So, look, I, we can say what we want about, well, Belichick, this and that. Brady, doing what he did over two decades was huge for that franchise. Okay, so the story's going to come out now because this is what we heard all August and preseason. You know, who's it going to hurt more, Belichick or Brady? Who's going to be, you know, hurting more at the end of the game? Uh, will it be the Patriots or the Buccaneers? We could we could answer that question right now. I mean, Belichick's a great coach. He may be going down in history as the best ever, but the point is that without Brady, ain't the same. Ain't the same. Oh, there's no doubt about that. This and I think everybody knew that going in. Yeah, this year is worse for Belichick than Brady. But no doubt. It's not a done deal yet who's won the divorce. Tom Brady is certainly winning it. But these, these guys could be at it for a number of years to come. So it could change. But right now, Brady is absolutely in the lead. And it could change divorce. tonight. I mean, by a stroke of luck. No. What if the pa- no, I don't think not. it'll happen. No. I, I don't think I, you can't <laughs> no. spot the Patriots at 10 points and they'll still lose that game tonight. Yeah, I think they will. I just I don't see this being a close game. I don't, but I'll watch it. I'm watching I it. will too, but I will be stunned if... I call them the New England Naval Academy. This is something to keep in mind. <laughs> right. They run the ball. Just run it. Run it. Run, right. run, run. Like watch them. You're right. Watch them on first down. Watch them in the first half. First 28 minutes before time and score influence play calling. Watch them on first down. Last week against the Jets, this is how big of an NFL nerd I am, Andy. I'll give you a stat here. Their first down plays, the first 28 minutes against the Jets last week, uh-huh. nine runs, two passes for the Patriots. Wow. So pay attention to that tonight. They're, well, they're not throwing the ball early. They're trying to run it. They're trying to win with their defense. Just muck it up. Make it a 17, 13 New England, game, something like yeah, that. The New England midshipmen. That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the New England Naval Academy. Watch there him on display it. tonight. All right. We will. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Let's take a peek into the future. That's next. But first, <laughs> the future's with Brian Fenley and the latest. Andy, your dead son. Oh, Andy, thank you so much, Dad. And Brian No, ESPN is reporting the NFL is looking at fining and taking away a draft pick from the New Orleans Saints because players did not wear masks in the locker room after last Sunday's win over the Bucks, According to NFL Network, the Texans considering interim head coach Romeo Cronell as a prime candidate to lead the team in 2021. Ravens running back Mark Ingram is trending towards returning today after a high ankle sprain. Lions tight end TJ Hawkinson is a go today despite an injured toe. And Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake is on track to suit up today after a high ankle sprain as well. To college football from Saturday, 13th ranked Wisconsin tongue lashes the Wolverines of Michigan 49-11. to The Big Blue nosedive to 1-3. Their head coach Jim Harbaugh said glumly after the game, quote, we didn't really do anything well. Did not play good. Did not coach good. Close quote. Sixth-ranked Florida snacking on Arkansas's 63-35. Kyle Trask threw six touchdowns. Washington State and their defense pooping out in the second half. 
as number 11 Oregon comes back from 12 points down to win 43-29. And Dustin Johnson, a four-shot lead going into today's final round at the Masters. He's at 16 under overall and will tee off just before 9.30 a.m. Eastern. And by the way, Andy, I got your birthday letter in the mail. Thanks for the birthday card, by the way, although that full-body selfie, (laughs) which you included with only a fedora on with you sitting at the piano in the living room, that was a bit of a surprise. Did I send you the one with the cigar sticking out, too? Yes. <laughs> By the way, pooping out. Refresh my memory. Have you used that before, No, Bigby? this is new. This yeah, is new. Trying to spice it up. Yeah. I like that. It was good. It was fitting for that Oregon game. It the Brian Fenley book of uh, the Brian Fenley thesaurus. Oh, man. Nobody wants to go inside that Brian Fenley mind, let me tell you. (laughs) That's for sure. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. We'll see you soon. But by the way, who's in, who's out? That's coming right up. And we have Brian No and Andy Furman together. We call it Fox Football Sunday. And welcome back, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out... Which way is easy? And I, I wanted to do this, be coming into this segment, talk about who was probably, you know, after the halfway mark, and it was week number 10, who might be in the playoffs, who may not be. And I kind of think that's goofy and stupid. There's a story that yeah, came out. It is. Out what the, a terrible idea by you, Andy. It, it was. It really you. was. I, I admit it. I mean, look back now, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> I'm the, kidding, man. But, yeah. but I talk about this story that really would affect a lot of us because, you know, we put a little shekel here once in a while on football games. And uh, speaking at the Sports Betting USA online seminar the other day, the NCAA's VP for Law, Policy, and Governance expressed some concern about prop bets involving yeah. college athletes. I like and, that story. I like where yeah. you're going here with this I one. like yeah. this too, yes. Yeah, well, like, of course these people are going to think worst-case scenario. And I saw one of the quotes was, hey, some of these students, they're yeah. going to be in class right. with these football players, and they're betting on their props and then what's going to happen? This is classic, oh no, worst case scenario, prop yeah. bets, and now we have mayhem, and you have the, I don't know, the uh, the kid that weighs 130 pounds in his calculus class saying, hey, right. hey, I took the over, you better have the receiving yards tonight, Andre, or whatever, like, really? Like, come on, man, betting is all over the place. Right. Let's you not can't envision stop the worst case scenario of these poor Football players in college are just going to be bullied by these dudes who are betting on their props. Like, come on, that's unreasonable. I don't think these geeks that make these decisions realize, A, how many people wager, no matter how many money, how much money they spend, but more often, more than that, how betting has increased the popularity of their game. You can't. It's very difficult to bet on baseball. Baseball is not a great betting game, and I think to some extent that's why the popularity of baseball has fallen on the wayside. Fantasy football yeah. has pushed football to limits I never would have dreamt of. It's a good example by you because for a long time baseball was late to the party. It right. was all the integrity of the game, and we can't have things questioned. And old thinking, old thinking, old thinking, old thinking. It's like, hello, this is good for your sport. Right. This helps interest. It isn't all bad. Not everybody's a wise guy that's going to point a gun in the face of an athlete and say, you better do this. I've got money on you. You know what I mean? Like Some people like to bet, and if it pumps up the interest, it's overall 
better for your sport than not having that interest there. I'm with you. Sure, there are some bad layers that come along with it, but overall, it's much more. Let's do a scenario via. Okay, I'm the professor of uh, of English literature at University X. In my class, I, I like it, where you're going with this because I can picture this to begin with here, Andy. Okay, I'm yeah. the professor of English literature, University X. In my class is the star starting quarterback, I, and he's not doing that well. Matter of fact, he's cut a couple of classes. I go over to him. I say, "Look, I'm going to put a thousand dollars in your pocket. I want you to throw. <laughs> I want you to throw three touchdowns this week. You to do that for me. We get it done. You got an A in the course. See you later, my friend." <laughs> Uh, that's an interesting scenario from you, Andy. I don't. I, you're risking your job by doing that. First off, I don't. Well, he's got to keep his mouth shut. That, yeah, that's I don't thing. know how promising that is for your your literature career. But um, <laughs> look, man, I understand, and it's important to consider worst case scenario in life. Right. You just can't dwell on it. Right. And that's a lot of it with betting is I'll see these stories of, oh, 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 prop bets with college athletes and what could go wrong, what has gone wrong, what will continue to go wrong. It's like, good Lord, settle down just a little bit. It's not as dire of a picture as you're making it out to be. I like to make it dire. I like dire. And you know what? It could happen. It could happen. I mean, look, go back to the 50s. Like every 10 years, there's been somewhat of a scandal in college athletics. Back in the 50s, they ruined college basketball in New York City. CCNY, the City College of New York, they won the NIT and the NCAA, I think it was in 1950. They're like Division Three basketball now. It killed everything. It killed everybody, you know, because of the gambling. The gamblers got a hold of these players, and they did it. And there's no reason why they can't do it again. Although, you know, I... Uh, is the policing better now? I don't know. I, I just don't know. I think it could happen. Listen, Andy, of course, there are going to be some bad things that will happen. But again, we always say this on the show, follow the money. Right. Like, right. It's not a coincidence that betting is being legalized in a lot of states. We're almost up to half of America has legalized betting in their state. And it's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow. That's the way it's going. Right. With the uh, federal law passed, but the whole thing, like it's just a different day and age. Right. We always talk about this, how much the NFL benefits from fantasy football, which is essentially gambling. Right. It's a huge thing. It draws interest. You could paint this worst case scenario picture of, oh, all of a sudden uh, somebody doesn't do something and catch a ball or score a touchdown, and now we've got these trolls on Twitter going after the guy, and it's bad for their mental health, and this is awful. And You can paint that picture with anything. But if we right. sit there and say fantasy football is huge for the NFL, how can we then turn around and be like, betting on props in college is awful all across the board? It isn't. It's just right. made out to be But that what way. if the players themselves bet? That's the thing. In other words, oh, no, uh, no, you can't have that. No, 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 I'm the quarterback, okay? I'm the quarterback of the team, of Team X, and uh-huh. the guy next to me in, in, in my class, you know, is, is a big. I cheat off him. He gives me his papers. But the point, the point is this. You know, he, 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 I give him the money and we talk about it. I say, look, I'm going to throw three touchdowns this Saturday. You know, I'm, that's the over. Okay, I'm taking the over. Here's 500 bucks. Put it down for me. It's as good as gold. We're going to do it. It can happen. You know, these things what can are, happen. What? I don't understand this scenario. How often do you think that's happening in America over here, Andy? I, I don't think it happens much at all. But it, <laughs> all, all it's got to do is happen once. 
if it happens once. I mean, I can't see it happening. First of all, I can't see a college kid having that kind of money to by make the way, that by wager. The way, quick story. I took a prop bet on Tua Tungavailoa in the national championship game. Bama, right. Clemson. The right. over the total was 295 passing yards for Tua. Mm. He's right. carving up Clemson. That was the game that they got blown out in, right? But he's got good passing yards. And I'm like, oh, this is money in the bank, baby. Fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts enters the game. It was such a blowout. They took Tua out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's like five yards away, and they're going to take him out now? Right. Worst case scenario right there. I think sometimes in your mind you wonder if, in fact, the coaching staff knew about that, too, with the over and the- <laughs> No. I mean, really, no. That, I'm sure some gamblers are even thinking that, but you never know. You never know. But it, listen, knows. that prop bet, it got me more invested in the game. Sure it did. Which Otherwise is better for college You would have turned the game away. If someone was wagering last night in the Michigan game for whatever, you, you would, you would <laughs> keep right. the TV on. I yeah. shut it off at halftime. It was 28 zip. It was ugly. So, who knows? You might have had the second half line, right. whatever it was, and you stayed there. Yeah, that's better for college sports. There's way more good than bad when it comes to gambling. I'm with you right there. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Age means nothing to this athlete. We'll tell you who he or she is next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Nose picks coming right up. That's Brian, though. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio, about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. And at the top of the hour, which would be 9 o'clock on the East Coast, Mike Harmon and my guy Bucky Brooks will join you. Get him on the iHeartRadio app. Get him on Sirius XM Channel 83. And, of course, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates, it's Mike Harmon and Bucky Brooks today because, because LeVar Arrington is off today. But right now, it's time for Brian No. And those picks. Are you ready for it? All right, Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for Nose Picks. All right, Andy Furman, remember yes. when you doubted my picks last week? You said I might I be 0 3. Remember that? 2 and 1? Not Winning bad. week, 2 and 1. Now, Not my bad. bonus pick didn't hit. With the Tampa New Orleans over, so if you count that, then it was an even week. But uh, two and one with my main Not picks. Bad. Not bad. Not bad. Very Bills good. with the outright victory against the Seahawks took them with the points. All right, so it was a, a good week. So I we think you had to, the Colts. You had the Colts, didn't you? I had the Colts. How was that an interception by Marcus Peters? Huh? Uh, the game completely shifted there. That was garbage. But I hit with the Vikings smacking around the Lions last week. So let's get into it this week. Let's here, get into it. The Ravens. It's a freaking layup over here. Minus seven and a half. That's all I have to lay at the Patriots. I got news for you. There's no fans in attendance. We've got home field non-advantage. Home teams are three games under 500 the this year. Yes. So I'm going to take the Ravens against the New England Naval Academy, who just run the ball left and right on first down. That's a good pick. That's a good one. That's Give, a good I'm pick. glad you like that one. Give That's me the Ravens. I'm it. going to take. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, Andy. A huh? little risky. little risky. I'm going to play an under here. Yeah. Let's get into it. We've got the under in the Bengals-Steelers game. The total's only 46. Here's my thinking. What happened the last time the Bengals played a really, really good defense? They got shut down by the Ravens. Remember that? Only a field yeah, goal in that yeah, game. Right. So the Steelers could get after Joe Burrow and company today. I'm going to take the under in that game. How do you feel about that? you like that? 
what was it? Uh, I, I look at the forty six. Uh, oh, see, I got forty nine for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, updated odds here, Andy Furman. Updated uh, odds. You know what, though? That could be a closer game than thought so. I mean, I think the Steelers win by double digits. Okay, I don't need a dissertation okay. here. Do okay. you like it or I not? Like, I do okay. like it. I do like okay. it. Okay, all right. And last game here. All right. I am going with the Washington football team. That's right. We've got Vinay's Vin Washington football team against Chris's Detroit Lions. I'm getting three and a half points with Washington. They had a ton of yards last week. They just turned the ball over left and right. I am taking the points. I'm taking Vinay's Washington football team. There you Good go. You. They're your three picks. But it's time. We're pressed for time, Andy. Time to go your own way. Hey, no time to this dilly dally. What do you have? This is a beautiful story. A British Columbia woman is now in the Guinness World Book of Records. She's confirmed as the world's oldest living curling player at 102 years old, 37 days. Lola Holmes of Vancouver. She said she first started curling, which is, a, you know, a stone sliding game played on ice when she was 24 years old. She took up the hobby again when she was 80. How do you like that? I love it. 102 years old curling very nice okay so i've got a story for you from uh, rock mart georgia so there was a a woman that was arrested she was impersonating an fbi agent (laughs) now question for you if you happen to be impersonating an fbi agent yes what might you do right like what what advantages might you try to gain from doing so what's something that off the top of your head you might do Oh, I'd probably uh, try to uh, gain some favor with some money possibilities. Okay, all right. Maybe some uh, financial gain. She right? was trying to get free meals at Chick-fil-A. Oh, my <laughs> she was doing. She was oh, Going my over there Lord. trying to get free meals. Oh. She went there numerous times. Oh, geez. And so she's getting arrested. She was actually speaking into her coat like, hey, we need backup over here. The officers didn't buy it. So a, street crossing, a street crossing guard could get that. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to get tre- free Chick-fil-A. Also this, drugs are bad. Columbia Falls, Montana. There was a guy who drove in to a grocery store, drove around, drove out. They saw, they, there were reports of a nude man at a retirement home. Turned out to be our driver. Traces of drugs. Oh my! I'm God. guessing well, meth. I don't know. I'm not sure. Our time is up. Thank you for yours. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the games right here on Fox. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.